and that's the only way I got on Motorworld back in the day. If I wanted it up, like, uh, I R1 on Nitro isn't enough for you, then you're doing something wrong. There's no question Tom Ash should have went to the hospital immediately. The car burst into flames, dude. What the frick were you thinking that you were going to do? Then he comes back and just, like, destroys the hill. Race fans, are you ready? It's time for another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show, presented by Rutted Racing. And now your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger, Joel Faldi, and media mogul, Colby Marble. Race fans, get on the edge of your seat, because it is time to climb. All right, Nitro fans, we are back. Episode three for... Season number three, I'm your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger. With me always is media mogul, Colby Marby, Marble, ah, and the old 31, Joel Valdi. What's up, boys? That's a first for me. <laughs> I've never heard that one yet. Yeah. You know what, man? Hey, are, you on, are you on Colby's breakfast again, Cowboy? <laughs> Have you been breakfasting all day? It's this, this, a- uh, this longboard island lager, man. There must be a little more than some hops in that beer. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've heard a wet your whistle Wednesday, but what is it for Monday? I don't know. I, That's just a long weekend, huh? I heard yeah, they re- Mardi Gras Monday, man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I heard they recently oh, added more hops hell. to it. Oh. Yeah, I think they added a little more than hops to it. <laughs> they added some skips to it or something as well, huh? <laughs> That's the first time I've ever uh, tongue twisted. <laughs> Uh-oh. There's a first time for everything, yeah. I guess, huh? That's right. That was a good one. That's right. Man. Speaking of first time for everything, man, the, the uh, fantasy league, man, my kid leading the uh, the group right now. Yeah. How, the hell did, how the hell does I, that happen? I, I don't know, but I got questions because I, I mean, I'm so yeah, dumb with I'm the not, electric stuff. I, but it says <laughs> his overall rank is NA. Did he not change his picks last week? Was that just from his first week picks? I don't know. It's saying NA, and even when he goes into the main site, it's saying it does shows overall ranks. I'm like, because that's the Luke Sapala trick is to never <laughs> you, you pick somebody that's injured for like fourth, and you never change your picks, and then you crush everybody. That's that's what he did to me last year, and he reminded of us on the show that bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no idea what the heck he's doing, but I know he's picking better than I am because I'm back in. 50th or some shit like that <laughs> well no hey that's all right we got it's a long season and then first off i want to apologize to z flat your prize pack still coming we had a little hitch in the giddy up uh the committee that's a, a, a that's in charge of getting stamps and writing all the letters they were coyote hunting and the committee just got back last night and it's 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 on it's in process so my apologies but a little update here so for the season points your boy is leading with, uh, let's see here, oops, 115 points, Bryson. Then second is Preeb94, which something tells me maybe Nathan Preeb with 114 points. And then third place is Jay Hendo55, which I would guess is John Henderson in third place with 98 points. So that's for the year end. That's badass. That's pretty cool. But for our little prize pack, for the weekly points, um, we pay in the top person that had weeks. And this week, I believe we're giving a lace belt, which how sick is that? You get a free lace belt. Yeah. And Hell yeah. Uh, we had, it was close, but there was one standout. The podium for this week for weekly, we had Big Thunder 50, 
had 50 points. Imagine that. I'm guessing that Sean would have come, but not, maybe just a huge fan. Not positive. <laughs> we had sip snaps, which please let that be somebody besides Luke. I just think that would be awesome. <laughs> he got 51 points at little, uh, I, I, I'm going to strangle him if he ends up beating me again. And then our weekly winner this week was Preeb94. Nathan Preeb was 68 points, which is pretty sweet. And he's actually right now for the whole Rocky Mountain series, 347th place. I mean, I don't know the number, but it's, uh, oh no, here, I think it's 52,000 or something like that. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Don't quote that. I can't, it's tons of people. So that's, that's unreal to be that that's, close already. That's awesome. Yeah, it's that's more than awesome. 20,000 because my overall ranks like 20,000 something. So. Right. And I tell you what, as a group, we're kind of kicking ass too. And it's, we're just going to keep doing better and better because we're at a huge disadvantage because our group is flipping huge. We got to be yeah. top 1% for groups in their whole division. Cause in group, you, you know, if we did really well as a group, you get prizes, but there's, they consider anything over five people, a group. We're 3,006 out of 10,187, but we're playing against people where there's only six people in the group. We have, 100 and flipping 27 <laughs> yeah. people or 120. That's awesome. I mean, hey, look out. Hill climbers are coming. We're just getting right. the lines figured out. Look out, boys. My favorite saying, objects in the mirror may be closer than they appear. We're coming. Hill climbers are coming. You better watch your ass. That's all I got to Love say. It. Hell yeah. But, so Nathan will be getting that prize to you. And thanks, everybody, for playing. It's super fun. I mean, I got so many people that we love to play with. And it's just the racing has just been spectacular. I feel a little phony because I missed the 450 main Saturday night. I was out in the middle of North Dakota and it didn't go well for the service. But yeah. uh, did you, you guys catch oh, yeah. it? Did you guys see the main? Yeah, yeah. you missed out. Yeah, we man. saw it. What the hell happened where Anderson did did he get did he rip the whole shot or what happened? He, he came out in second he and just it, yeah. passed the Cincerello and took off. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it was That's and all the other good. title contenders got shitty starts and crashed and yeah, there was some yeah, other was drama. A rough day for everybody. I don't know if you've seen the Stank Dog saga. After I, I got to see that. He he got in the main with the 125 and then called out Pulp. And at first <laughs> I was on his side because I didn't know what the discussion was. But then I went back and watched the Pulp where he was referring to. And it wasn't really that bad what they were talking about. So I think he might have hit the bottle okay. a little early or something. I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't know if it's a bottle that he partakes I, in. Yeah. It? No, he does. Well, I, I mean, we've seen him get wild. Beer comes in a bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah, you have to. Exp- you guys got to explain stuff like that to me. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. That was a little weird, but he's still the people's champ. That's pretty badass. He got the 125 oh, so in the cool. main event, and then that, the breeze and seven deuce cool. deuce drama was pretty funny to watch. Yeah. In the LCQ. Okay. That, that was some oh, instant, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, instant karma. Oh, that's... And instant karma there, and he didn't have to <laughs> yeah. uh, dish it out himself. It was, it, when he came into that last corner that hard, what was his plan? I, don't know. I mean, was he just going to, was he hoping that he'd hit people and stand them up, or I don't know. I don't that's know. That's nuts. He was on the inside, too. So he was planning a T bone, I think. It looked yeah, like. Yeah. He wasn't. I guess if you're going to ride like that, you might as well not have any friends, yeah. right? Yeah. That's right. So. Oh, hell. Well, before we bring the guests in, Joe, how was coyote hunting? I mean, you were out there, saw some picks. I saw at least one down, so you at least got yeah. one out of, out of North one, Dakota. I'm going to tell you, everything in my life is just messed up as all get on. I uh, went out. We, it's near the middle of nowhere, you know. 
fucking uh, huge pile of round bales, and I was just skiing out. I was going to go bust this little section because you can't drive anywhere, you know. Going going towards the set that we called from before last year. Like, coming up to it, and bam, I see some hay flying out. And I'm like, holy crap. The freaking thing's making a den in this freaking round bales, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so skip to the fun part. I sneak up. I get, like, within 150 yards or whatever. I look out. He sticks his head up. I'm looking at him. Bam, I lock in. Poof, goes down. I'm thinking, money, you know, or whatever. Get up there. Here, his foot was stuck <laughs> in the damn bale, and I didn't get him. <laughs> no. So he was still I, alive when you got to him? Uh, yeah, and not happy. And uh, boy, did I wreck his day. <laughs> it didn't end well for him, but um, he wasn't going to make it anyways. But somehow he got his foot stuck in all the like the winding of the bale or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he had a bad day. I've had days almost that bad, but uh, not as bad as... But yeah, glad to say they didn't win this year. I I won the Coyote season, so it was pretty fun. But what's good? Yeah, yeah, no, it was awesome. All right, so let's, uh, Joel, let's do the introductions here. Let's introduce our guests for this week. All right, race fans. Next up, this dude will single leg you on a mat and will remodel your bath against his will. <laughs> a soon-to-be father. This dude cranked on a 612 KTM? Come on. A former AMA Rookie of the Year, a four-time Extreme Champ. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Redman. Woo! What's up, Nate? Not much. How are you guys doing? Cowboy. Hey, where you at, bud? Come on. Sorry, I was Let's hitting go. buttons. Hey, hitting buttons. Come on. This is, we gotta, this is Nate. Ah, there we go. Nate. There we go. Ah, that's, <laughs> the, ah, that's what we're talking about. Now, All right. Now hey, what's welcome. up, buddy? Not, uh, not much. How are you guys doing? Good, Good, dude. Glad to have you on board today. Yeah, I'm glad I could, uh, I guess, make an appearance here on your guys' podcast. I, I listen weekly, and uh, glad you guys gave me a call to, uh, I guess, talk some racing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good Good to have you on. Good to see you. Haven't You kind of, like, disappeared off the radar here for a couple years. No one's seen or, seen or heard from me but your dad, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I don't go to much races anymore, but uh, I, wa- I watch everything, and I kind of keep tabs on everyone, so I'm still fully involved, just behind the scenes, I guess. Not so yeah, much yeah. At, the, at, the, at the hill anymore. Okay. That works. It's yeah. kind of always in your blood, right? It, it's not your choice. You, you got to keep some tabs on it, right? For sure, yeah. And uh, I get updated every week at, uh, from my dad, so I uh, I hear it either way. <laughs> Do you hear about all the hills that you would have really killed at? Do you hear that? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. He, he, was, he, was, he uh, gives me the lowdown every week, so uh, I, know, yeah. I know what's going on and where the headaches are and what the what the fun spots were so yeah well and I, I saw you helping out a few times too so man thanks for your help with your dad your, your dad does the damn much for the sport it's it was kind of cool to see you with him there at oregonia and, and helping and stuff and thank you for that for sure yeah whenever whenever i can uh, get a chance to go out and uh just spectate even i try and help him out as much as i can just because i know he doesn't have a lot of help um so anything i mean he, he's not getting any younger so any help, yeah. any help is good for him. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I actually signed on to help set up the hill this year, so that'll take a little weight off his shoulders. I hope. For sure, yeah, nice. yeah, that'll be nice. He uh, 
he definitely could use a little help. I know he works hard, and uh, oh, yeah. a lot of people appreciate him, but there's, I, I feel like there's a few that, I guess, don't appreciate what he all does, so. That's everything. Haters else. are going to hate. That's just life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you can't make everybody happy. You're always going to have one one pissed off guy in the bunch. Yeah. So. If you don't got haters, you're not doing something right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So, so uh, I would presume you don't ever plan on coming back for an appearance or anything, but I mean, if you did, how do you think you'd stack up with our, our classes these days? It's hard to say. Um, I don't, I mean, first off, I don't think I'd ever probably ever get back on a nitro bike. Um, (laughs) I just really have, yeah, I have, uh, no intention to ever do that. If I did ever make an appearance again, it would probably be, I'd say maybe on a 450. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've thought about it here and there, not too much, but I mean, if I ever did decide to come back out or even something locally around here, it would probably be on a 450. Hopefully I I win one in fantasy here so that I don't even have to go buy one. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be awesome. What about a twins bike? Win that puppy, buddy. Uh, Maybe. I mean, it's hard to say. It's just, I don't really have the time to build anything or, or, uh, I mean, I guess I could invest some time and some money into it, but a 450 is just simple enough to put a paddle tire on it and and uh, just some race gas and yeah, show up and ride for sure. Dude, Nate, you're you're in seventh right now in our group. You're killing it so yeah. far. You're nipping at it right there. Huh? Oh yeah, I love fantasy. You, I love it. I, it's, yeah. it's, I do Rocky Mountain and Pulp and. That's uh, awesome. I ended up actually last year in Pulp. I ended up 110th overall out of their whole group. Damn! Wow. Which wow. they got, Damn. they got like 10 or 15,000 people. Really? And then yeah, uh, awesome. so far this year, I'm actually sitting like 300th overall after the first two rounds. So damn, sweet. I, I love sweet. it. I, I love Supercross. I watch it every weekend. So it's uh, that that's what my weekends, I guess, consist of here during the winter months. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be watching on ours. And, man, thanks for joining the Nitro and Mud Group on Rocky Mountain. That's just cool to have you aboard. For yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, you clearly understand the inner workings because every time I've seen you on fantasy groups, you're always killing it. <laughs> always. You're always killing it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I take a pretty big interest to it. I mean, I used to listen to music when I was working all day long, but now I'm listening to motorcycle and fantasy and all kinds of podcasts and yeah. just trying to get as much information as I can. And uh, I just love it. That's cool. What Nate, what do you, what do you do these days for work? What, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, well, for the past 10 years now I've been self-employed. So even okay. uh, the end of my racing career, I was self-employed as a subcontractor doing construction um started okay. off doing roofing and siding and windows and full interior remodels um nice. now i just focus on gutters and uh metal roofing oh okay that's bad. okay so oh man that's mainly awesome. those two things consist of everything i do now well i know a little bit about the gutter industry and if you get on the right side of it you basically just print money and <laughs> that's what that's what i've said yeah i mean there, i mean anyone who tells you different there's really good money in it um yeah. it's uh I, even, even with the price of aluminum um going up right. and steel i mean everything's going up right. these days but yeah um yeah it's it's for what it is it's pretty good money so my one of my good buds was a salesman. I won't say the name of the company for a while, you know. 
and he's just a you got to know him jay or is just a it's a card and uh we were out the one night and this is when we were both single and there was a girl at the bar and he's like hey you know what that chick over there is thinking and i'm like i have i have no idea she's like she's just waiting to bang a gutter sale <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Wow. Oh God, I, la- I laughed so damn hard. I'm like, where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. I mean, I'm, so- I'm sorry for the language there, but it's just too funny to pass up on. How would you know he was a gutter salesman? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's got that big sign around his neck. Right. So what? where where are you based out then with your company name? Um, I live in Maple Grove, Minnesota here. Okay. So uh, yep. based out of there and... Uh, pretty much don't travel much out of the Twin City, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Um, yeah. But I do occasionally head down um, like towards Red Wing area. I do I do some commercial work also for on some apartment buildings. Other, okay. Otherwise, it's I mainly do uh, new construction uh, housing. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, man of my own heart, I mean, construction... It's kind of cool because isn't it like you can just make whatever you want for yourself. If you get up every morning and go to work, you can have a damn good living and nobody can tell you anything about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that that's there for people that really want it, but it's not for everybody. No, it's <laughs> definitely not. I, I love it. I mean, it's I get I get pretty much as much freedom as I want. But on the other hand, I have jobs that need to get done by a certain dates. So but I I mean, for the most part, I know far enough in advance um, so I can get things done in a reasonable reasonable amount of time but i do have i mean if i want tomorrow off i can decide right now i want tomorrow off so it's that's the nice thing about it yeah yep well good for you man i mean it's cool like any job that you have where you get x amount of dollars and if it takes you an hour or 10 days you get the same amount if you can get fast at stuff you make good money so i just i appreciate that like that's that's what life's about, you know. Exactly, yeah. That's that's part of being a business owner and an entrepreneur in a sense. It's it's uh, time is money. So I mean, the the fact, yep. yeah. Like I tell a lot of people, I, I had a kid working with me for a while that uh, I let him go on his own one time for a day to do okay. a job, and showed up a few times throughout the day, and is and wondering what was taking him so long, and his response was to me, well if I'm getting paid this much, what does it matter if I get it, if it takes me four hours or the whole day, if I'm getting the same amount of money, <laughs> I'm like, well, that, that's not the point. <laughs> Cause you get that one done in four yeah. hours and roll on to the next exactly. guy and get it done in four hours. <laughs> exactly. Now you're making that... two days pay in one day. <laughs> I mean, I barely graduated high school, but it's just always funny to me that some people just don't get some of the simplest things. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, 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 that's awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. I mean, kind of an inspiration on young people doing things like that with your life and talking about it. And just people don't know the opportunity that's out there for them unless people talk about it. And it's just all around us here. We're so lucky in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area here where, where I live, similar to you, is it's a great community that's growing and growing, you know, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a nice thing. This area, especially, I mean, really in, a lot of places in the United States are new construction is just crazy right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, construction in general, anyone that's interested or has a slight interest in it, it's, it's well worth your time because it, you can make good money and right. you don't have most things unless you're going to be a, uh, like an electrician or 
a plumber or something where you need to have some sort of schooling or like apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, right. But basically what I, how I learned was just through another guy, what I do and okay. didn't have to have any schooling and learned how to do all this stuff just through, just through hands on. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, I, right after high school, I went to college, uh, got a, um, associate's degree at a technical college in Rochester, Minnesota. And then I never did anything with it. So, I mean, I wasted okay. two, two and a half years of my life and could have been working not, not the whole time. Yep. <laughs> not a waste, <laughs> but I mean, I no, got the piece of, yeah, I, know what you're I got the piece of paper to say, to say <laughs> yeah. that I finished the, the course. Yeah. So great. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, good for you hey, for you doing a waste. Not, I, you might not know this, but Co- Colby here, he's a former Prior Lake Pit Bike National Champion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now that, I, I mean, not current. That's weight. I mean that. I mean, what is that? What is that? That's uh, that's clout. That's that's huge clout right yeah. there. Now, I, have you ever been a Prior Lake Pit Bike National Champion? I don't know if I have. I I haven't participated at Dean's there in a while, but I know I used to race it when you first started having it. Okay. It's, Were you ever banned from coming back? Because I have. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good. So I think you need to throw your hat back in the ring. Yeah. So you got to experience the over under, the tunnel. Jet. Yes, I did. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, actually, the year I won too, your dad actually forked up the the cash for the the prize. So thank you, Rob. Really? <laughs> came out came out pretty good on that one. <laughs> 20 bucks i think i got yeah yep yeah that was a big deal well, the names that you beat that day too colby that was pretty impressive yeah <laughs> <laughs> if it would have been on any other style of a bike or track i would have been screwed but uh, oh funny oh hell all you got to do is get the whole shot on that track and you're in yeah no exactly <laughs> that's that's where it's at whole shot gearing all the way but in, in my defense, too, Logan couldn't stay on two wheels that day, so I got lucky, I think. <laughs> he was sliding. Hey, whole shot yeah. him. You, yeah. You know? yeah, he got in front of him. You, you spooked him a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to say you a lessy did, you know, or anything. I mean, but you were – there's no tears in the podium, I know. No. You, were, you were a man no. about it. <laughs> no. He was, he was probably more Vince freezing it, just taking guys out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. That's, hey, no, that's yeah, that's job. Joel. Joel Freeze. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm like a bowling ball when I'm out there. Look out. <laughs> God. Uh, but uh, speaking of wins here, I just want to touch on some stats here and let you kind of run with it, Nate. Um, you won the opening round at White Rose five times in a row, once on your own bike and the other four on a Dr. Bob Racing R6. Wow. And, uh, Throughout your career, you had 20 first place finishes and 29 podiums. Oh, and uh, you kind of went out on top there, minus a, a gnarly crash. Uh, can you just kind of touch on your career a little bit and uh, how it was like riding for Dr. Bob? Yeah, I mean, uh, we first got into the series. Uh, my dad, I mean, I should, I'd say my dad and I, but my dad did most of the work building our KTM 612. Um, we started out on that. Uh, I graduated high school in 2007, and the season had already started. So uh, we missed the first few races, but we started after I graduated. And uh, I can't remember how many races there were. 
I think there was maybe, well, back then there was, I think, 10 to 12 races in a season. Yeah. So we did, I think, uh, probably at least six races. And I think I ended up 10th overall that first year just doing half the races yeah. uh, in the points. Uh, next season, we came back on the KTM again in 2008. And I ended up third overall in the season um, in the extreme class on that 612. We, uh, I'd say that was, I mean, along with my four championships I had, but I would say that was one of the bigger highlights in my pro career, just for the fact that that was, I top three against the nitro bikes that year, um, uh, throughout the season. And that was the last year they had the combined AMA pro banquet with the flat track guys, the motocross guys, um, the road, the the road bike guys, all that. So, um, I know it was previously in Vegas every year, uh, but that year it was down in Alabama at the Barber Motorsports Museum. Uh, so it was pretty cool to be able to go down there and, and hang out, uh, at the banquet. I remember Carmichael and Stewart and, um, Kennard and all those guys that were there, um, so that was a pretty yeah. sweet experience. Yeah, I wish I wish they still did that these days. Obviously, yeah, I missed obviously, that banquet. Obviously, after that year we went, they ended it. But it would have been pretty cool to go back there the next four years with the championship. Um, but yeah, and then uh, we uh, had f- four, I guess, four consecutive seasons on the ex- in the extreme class that I won the first round of the year at York. Um, Obviously, previous to that in 2008, I did also on our KTM. So five years in a row. Um, somehow, I just always came out swinging the, the first race of the year. And surprisingly, I I didn't practice much or, or hardly at all. Um, I never raced motocross, never really was on a motocross track. So yeah. it was show up to the first race and hop on a nitro bike and, and go. Um, Holy crap! Yeah. So my, oh, my, my ex- that's the way you do it. Yeah. My my extent of uh, riding or or even racing for that matter was what people seen at the races is what I did. Yeah. Um, wow. Growing up, I never did motocross or anything. I feel like my dad maybe regrets it a little bit now because it could have extended, I guess, my skill level a little more. I mean, not that I didn't have enough, but. I was just, I wasn't afraid to hold it on and go fast, but my, I would say my technical riding part of it. Yeah. I never rode because my dad never wanted me to get hurt racing because we were always chasing the championship. We were always going for the points, all that. So my racing consisted of being at the races when I rode. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so then uh, 2009 through 2012, I won the extreme class uh, those four years, and I never could quite get the big bike, the the thousand under control. Um, the best I ever ended up on that was a second, I believe in 2011, 2010 or 2011, I believe it was. I ended up second behind Jay. Um, so I, that one year I ended up one, two, which was, I guess as close to getting two championships in one year. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. Hey, real yeah, quick. Was, speaking of 2009 to 2012, though, I just see another stat that you are never out of the points lead. From 2009 to 2012 on the extreme bike. Yeah, that's a that's another pretty huge accomplishment. Uh, yeah. wow. I don't I don't I don't know if it's ever been done or ever will be done again. But yeah, so yeah. the first race in 2009, 
through uh, the last race in 2012. Yeah, like you said, I was never out of the points lead, um, which is pretty crazy. Obviously, you're starting off with a win every year, which I did, but then uh, carried that 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 top three, top five every single weekend. Um, so I I was fortunate enough to uh, I guess be I, I guess you could say skilled enough, but have have uh, quite a bit of luck along my along with me throughout that. Um, but that was only in the extreme class. Uh, the unlimited class, I didn't have as much luck. Crashed quite a few times. Did a few supermans. Um, a lot of a lot of unfortunate things happened in that class where yeah. I couldn't really string a lot of races together consistently and and perform how I wanted to. Um, but then leading us into 2012, my last full season, I raced. It would have been, I believe, the third race of the year. I crashed at Keenan, New Hampshire, pretty bad, and I uh, had uh, internal and external brain bleeding. Um, had a really bad concussion. I don't, I don't remember really any of that whole day. I, I remember bits and pieces. I remember laying on the hillside and getting in the ambulance, and then I remember waking up at the hospital. Um, so I, uh, with even how bad that crash was, it eventually obviously turned out just fine. Um, my, but my speech was slow for a while. I had, had blurred vision. Um, I had almost, if I stood up and sat down too fast, I got dizzy and that lasted for like three months. Um, so along with that also, I had, uh, the front brake lever went through my hand. It broke off and went in my hand, yeah. so I had stitches oh in my, my hand. Oh my god! Jeez. So yeah, it was a, it was a pretty rough uh, rough go there. I remember um, seeing pictures of your hand. That shit was nasty. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, my face didn't look much better. <laughs> yeah, even, no. through, even through my helmet, it was pretty beat up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I a lot of people are against neck braces, but I did have a neck brace on at the time, and I feel like it probably either save my life or, or save me from having a serious back and neck injury. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I do have some, I guess, residual effects. I, I do have a pretty bad back and neck currently. Mm-hmm. I know my line of work really doesn't help that cause uh, doing mm-hmm. construction, but I feel like that was maybe the start of all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, yeah, so then after that crash, I believe we had two weeks or so off after that, but – Somehow, I decided I wanted to return to racing after that. Finished finished the rest of the four to six races we had that year and ended up with another another championship. Good, good. Holy crap. Wow. So wow. was that, that crash crazy. on the R1 or 6? Uh, that was on the R6. Oh, okay. Yep. And, and somehow that day I actually ended up, I believe it was that day I won Either both class. I know I won the extreme class that day. Um, I might have even won the extreme and the unlimited class that day. I believe that was the one, one time, one of one, or maybe even one of two times that I actually won both classes in one day. Um, wow! But yeah, it was. So 
you're, you're that guy when you crash, it's because you're doing cool shit. Like when I crash, it's like the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life. And it's like, oh, he broke his femur. He just tipped over. You know, it's like you win both classes and you get all messed up. It's like I'm a little jealous, I guess. Every time I've got messed up, it just looks like a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and fortunately enough, uh, I mean, that crash I had there was pretty bad. I mean, it sounds awful. Pretty bad. But luckily enough, my whole racing career, even as an amateur, I never had, I, I want to say I fractured, I don't think I broke my ankle, I fractured my ankle, I believe when I, when I was on a 125 in amateurs, but I never have, I've never had any broken bones from racing, I've never, wow. besides in my well, hand at that, at that race, I've never had any stitches, nothing. I could have swore, wow. I remember you hill climbing a, like a 50 or a 60 with a broken limb. Yeah, yeah. When I was on a KTM 50, I uh, yeah. at I was at daycare, I remember. Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say I remember, but <laughs> one of these benches where we'd sit for lunch and stuff, the bench fell over and landed on my toe and broke oh. my big toe. Oh, okay. So I had a cast oh. on, and we were in the points chase, so I still had to race. So my, Rob takes this shit seriously. Man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I understand. My, uh, my, that statement says a lot. My dad took one of his, cause at that time, obviously I was five, six years old. My yeah. dad took one of his work, work boots and he cut the toe off of it so I could get my cast in there. And then he he did something to tape and pad the end of his of his work boot. So I went racing with one work boot with my <laughs> yeah. cast in it. Uh, I totally remember my, that. Uh, that actual boot yeah. on. You totally destroyed my cartoon bubble because in my cartoon bubble, Rob like took a Sharpie and you just made like a cool Alpine Stars boot out of your cast just to try to sneak it by the, the referee so it just looked like just as all Sharpie colored like a, like a race boot. Well, I, I don't know how strict the referees were back then, but I know we were at Cato Cycle Club. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I remember that. I'm sure cool. Colby's family was to blame. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, or it was a Salstrom, one of the two. Yeah. I had kind of a question, and something that I don't know anything about, but I'm just kind of curious. But like when you raced with Dr. Bob, uh, you know, it, like it's so cool. Like here's a guy that he has a race team and he asks you to ride his bikes. I just think that's like the coolest thing ever. But as in your point of view, there's got to just be an ass load of expectations for you. You know, it's like that guy didn't ask you to, to come ride him to get last place. You know, it's like, how, how do you deal with all that stress? And I see it from the top guys. Now they put so much on themselves to do well. Did you have any mental tools that helped you like deal with all that? I mean, not really. I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't feel any stress from Dr. Bob or any of the guys on the team. They were so laid back. It was more me putting, I guess, stress on myself for myself to do good. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was my obviously main goal. Just like everyone else's, is you want to win. But right. at the same time, it was granted. Doctor Bob did a lot for myself and my dad and anyone who ever rode for him um, with supplying us with pretty much everything we needed. We paid. We paid to get to the race and. We paid uh, hotels, all that stuff, but then we split. We split the earnings with him, fifty-fifty. Okay. Wow. And um, but yeah, I mean, it was 
at our last year racing our own KTM in 2008, we were pretty much done just because at that time things were $4 a gallon for fuel. Closest yep. race was in Ohio or Michigan. And yep. um, we just really couldn't afford to do it anymore. And then, uh, plus there, plus there's a big hole in the bottom of your motor. That's not cheap. Either. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, we had, my dad had to fork up some money for a new, a new motor there. And, uh, so yeah, pretty much all of my earnings that I won after the 50, 50 cut with Bob went to pay for our expenses. So, okay, I mean, sure, with yeah. us living so far away, um, yep. the, Basically, I would have enough left over after paying our trip out there, hotel, all this stuff, where I'd maybe be able to put a few hundred dollars in my pocket. Right. Um, but yeah, ride, riding for Bob was awesome. It was, Without him, I would have been done racing in 2008, and um, I wouldn't have won our, the championships I won or any of that. Um, you know, I've never met the man, but just the way that you presented that, it just speaks volumes about what a person he is, because... To, you know, we all know what he put into that to get those bikes to work like that. It is, it's a lot of money, but even more important, it's just an ass load of time to make those bikes work right. And for him to never convey any pressure on you to do well, and then for you to not have you to be the only one to put pressure on yourself, like that's one hell of a human being right there to do that, you know, because I was just fearful that you were going to say that it was just like a an overlooming mountain above you, you know, for to do well, but that's yeah. pretty neat that it wasn't, you know? Yeah, no, it, it, there was, there was no pressure at all. And I mean, it wasn't just, it wasn't just Bob, but I mean, Bob did a majority of the work, but I mean, it, it okay. was, it was Cheryl, his wife. It was, it was George. Um, I guess it would be, um, I guess I don't even, I can't get it off. George's son-in-law. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, okay. His son-in-law, and then it was um, Shane and Jim. They worked on the team also as okay. basically just just other hands, um, starting okay. the bikes, um, blowing them out at the end of the day, just anything that needed to be done. And then just along with my dad, my dad helped as much as he could, but, I mean, he was refereeing. Jay's dad helped a lot. We, we just had a, a good team that everyone worked together and, I mean, at one point he had five nitro bikes and a 450 going, um, but wow. yeah, he 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 had quite the team, and he never put pressure on any of us. It was it was it was always fun. Day of, day before, we'd we'd always hang out the night before at the hotel, go to dinner, all that stuff. Yeah. So it was it was it was a good time. Yeah. He knew how to pick his riders. Yeah. Boy, did he have some riders on his team! Holy mackerel! Yeah. For sure, yeah, I, I think. I think Bob won won a championship pretty much every year from like '04 to '13. Makes yeah, sense. I, I, I mean, something like that. And like at least one of the two championships was a Dr. Bob bike. For sure, yeah. I mean, between between Tiger, myself, Robbie, Anthony DeHart, Jay, uh, Colby McCutcheon, who else was on the team? Um, I can't. I think I pretty Chris, much Chris Chartier was Chris on the Kate. team for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. there was quite there was okay. quite a few guys that were on the team, and and a lot of championships came from those bikes. Um, okay. Now speaking of that, how how did you mess with the uh, other riders on the team like Tiger and uh, I was and Robbie and those guys? I was never on the team when Tiger was on the team, so I took Tiger's okay. place. 
Um, okay, so Tiger was already out before you came on. Okay. Yep, so in 2008 was la- uh, Tiger's last year on the bikes, and then 2009 is when I stepped into that. And it, I okay. believe it was myself, um, myself, Robbie was on a 450 then, and then I think it was um, Anthony DeHart was on the other bikes. Okay. So it was us on the team. And then, oh, I forgot to mention actually before. So in 2008, when I was riding our KTM, we were just going to all the races in the extreme class. Well, Dr. Bob let me ride that triple a few times that he had in the unlimited class. It was, it was really goofy. The motor, the motor was behind you. Um, it it was, it was really weird. I mean, if it, it, it ran pretty good. It was just a matter of you had to be the right rider for that bike to get it to work. And then also another guy who let me ride the unlimited class on one of his bikes was um, uh, Tom Reiser. He let me ride one of his Harleys. So I I rode that, I believe, at, I want to say at York one time. Other, well, that's cool. I never knew you got to got to ride one of Riser's Harley. Yep, I, I rode the one, and those things come out of the hole like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what's your difference? So you got to ride a, a Nitro Twin, and then the four cylinders. What what were you be more comfortable on? Obviously, you know you won all your championship on a four cylinder, but you got that one ride on that Harley. What did you What did you think of that compared to the uh, inlines? I mean, it's been it's been so long ago now that it's hard really to remember. I just remember riding the bike, and it, it just came out of the hole like a rocket. I know that. Not that the four cylinders don't, but it just obviously just like Phil when he comes out of, out of the hole, it's, it's just explosive. And mm-hmm. I, it, it's hard to say how I f- would have done on the bike, just because just riding it two times uh, one weekend, I couldn't really, I guess, get a feel for yeah, it. That's- yeah. Not a great sample for a bike, really. Not really, no. But the, I mean, like I said, the R1 that I rode for Bob, I just never gelled with just because if I could have rode an R6 or a 600 in both classes, I feel like I could have done awesome. If I could have rode the same bike in two classes, I would have did awesome. But it was just that, that extra bit of power that just seemed to kind of put me over the edge. Okay. I think maybe that was your, your riding style, just, just – holding it on and the, the r1 was just you held it on it was just overpowering your hill or it, it might have yeah i got kind of maybe a little i always seem to get behind the r1 for some reason um where it would just stretch my arms out and that led to i believe three or four supermans going over jumps which going wide open which <laughs> which, yeah, which is very fun, fun. <laughs> i have those I, pictures I got, those things you... <laughs> yeah i got it happened i have those pictures right in front of me here <laughs> It happened at a There's a couple of those pictures out there. That's one of them things you probably never want to experience. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely scary, especially when you got a big paddle tire with bolts or a chain that oh, uh, you're going directly towards. No. Have uh, have you ever thought of getting back into just riding, just play riding? Uh, well, first off, I was never really into play riding. Um, no, but I mean, <laughs> you're a young man still. It's time to, if you wanted to. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't feel young. My mind feels young, but my body feels old, even though I'm, <laughs> I'm 33, but I feel older than I am. Uh, well, I was going to, I was going to suggest if you ever get the itch, 
I got a couple of play bikes. They're not the best in the world, but they're modern KTMs and not Moto N. I, I mean, that, that's great. I, but just go and ride in some woods with us. I think you would flip and love it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it, you know, there's no jumps. Just trees are your damn enemy and roots, you know. It, but you can go as fast. I mean, hell, we just go out riding. It's a damn fun. I mean, it's just awesome, you know. And it gets those juices. It, it gets everything out of your system that you want. You can get that adrenaline, get a little throttle therapy, but you don't have to. You don't have to butt pinch it and try to do a eighty foot gap on a triple. You know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I if I was gonna do any type of riding, that's what I would do. Or I'd maybe go flat track or or, or something like that. Definitely not motocross. I've never never motocrossed. Uh, don't really. I love watching it. I love going right. to the, those races, but I have no interest of in doing it. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that'd be fun going through the trees. Um, I kind of do that in a sense now. I go all west snowmobiling in the mountains. So oh, I, man. Uh, I, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's like so much I, fun. I, I actually, uh, I'm leaving on Thursday to head out to uh, Silverton, Colorado uh, for, for about nice. five days. So it should be Good fun. for you, man. So I, I went from climbing hills on a dirt bike to climbing hills on a on a 165 track skidoo. That's awesome. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> ne- never mind. Screw that. You don't need a dirt bike. Yeah, just, just stay on that's, the snowmobiles. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten to do just that. Just make sure the snow doesn't end up on top yeah. of you. No, I know. I've gotten to do that a couple well, times. I got a little bit of a... It's fun. I got a little bit of a story for Nate. He said you got to ride that uh, pronghorn triple. Dr. Bob let me ride that too one time. And I got on, he told me, you got to ride it like a 125. <laughs> well, I rode it Allentown like a 125, and I think the clutch was smoked before I got to the second jump. <laughs> Makes sense, because that's what 125s do. <laughs> he said, ride it like a 125, so I fucking clutched the shit out of it. <laughs> I had something going back to the team atmosphere and everything, and kind of the touch on the dark side of things there with riding for some somebody else and i'm sure a lot of people have experienced this but with sharing the payout and all the money going into your name you kind of get burdened with the fact of paying the taxes at the end of the year how did that work out for you with dr bob racing and everything i don't i don't remember exactly how we did it but i feel like it was something where um i believe we did at the end of the year we ended up 1099ing bob for half the amount of money Oh, okay. okay. So we didn't we didn't have the full burden of paying taxes on all of it. So that uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what we did, just because I mean fair. that that wouldn't have made sense for us to, right. I guess, collect all the earnings, give him half, and he's basically living rent free in a sense. Yeah. Um, right. But I mean, grant, grant, I shouldn't say that because I mean he put all the money into the bikes, right. all all, yeah. all that stuff. But but yeah. I believe that's what we did. Um, at that time, I know my dad handled most of that stuff mm-hmm. in our tax guy. Um, cool. But, yeah, I believe that's what I, we did. It was 1099 Bob half the amount. So you might I was not better know this, my but, deals. They might not know this, but Cowboy is an IRS agent for the Minnesota area. So <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe be careful how you answer <laughs> yeah. that. No. no. I'm just he, he, he worked out. He had a better deal than I had. I got stuck with all the taxes at the end of the year for every team I rode on. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's kind of the dark side of the sport there a little bit, riding for somebody. But um, along those lines and I, with – And I rode back. Go ahead. Go ahead, Colby. Um, 
Now that I say, and I, I rode back when they had the. Uh, we're talking over each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Colby. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, cowboy, you go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, yeah, Joel, 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 direct us here. I say, when I rode back, it was when we had the uh, points fund at the end of the year, so you got extra money at the end of the year for where you finished too. So that was more money you had to pay taxes. Oh on. man, yeah, we had that also. I don't believe, I don't remember the last year. I want to say May. Well, actually, I believe up until I stopped racing, there was still a points fund. That we okay. got. I know it wasn't anything crazy, but I mean, it could have been up to maybe a thousand dollars or something if, if you won for a points fund. But yeah. it's uh, better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to say you want it until All you right. have to pay taxes on it. For sure. <laughs> but Nate, now that you're retired, I feel like maybe you're comfortable with saying like maybe what your best season was as far as payout overall. A lot of people don't like to it's, talk about that, so. Uh, it's been so long ago. I don't even remember how much I made, but obviously I would say probably my last year racing. I don't, I, I honestly couldn't tell you a number of what I made. Um, but I know I won, I believe there were seven races in 2012 and I think I won either five or six of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. There was, uh, I know, I don't think Pogue's hole was part of it that year. Um, I don't remember the last year that Pogue's Hole stopped doing AMA, but I know I never did good at Pogue's Hole for some reason. Maybe it was just the technical part of it or just bad luck. I just never uh, could seem to put a run together there. Yeah. But I, I would say I would say upwards of, well, if you have – even if you figured – say 1500 a race or two grand maybe a race at seven races but that's the thing is my last year i raced i only raced one class where a lot of these guys where they're where they're making where they're making quite a bit of money is they're riding three classes now and doing good in all three classes sure so Mm -hmm. i i never had a consistent even two classes throughout a year where my my main source of if you want to call it income, was just through the extreme class. Okay. Um, I was going to touch on the fact that you're buddies with Nick Jackson, one of our big sponsors on the show here, and I recall you being one of his right-hand men during Supercross season. Um, what would you call that role for him, and how did that go? How fun was that? I mean, technically, if you want to be technical about it, through, the, I guess, the AMA's eyes, I was his mechanic. Even though I didn't do much mechanicing, I would put gas in it and, and clean it up a little bit, make sure the sure. bolts were tightened, all that kind of stuff. But it was awesome. I mean, I believe 2013, would have been 2013 and 14. so after I was done racing, I hooked mm-hmm. up with him. Actually, I, I, I got pretty close with Nick after a good buddy of ours, Harry Exner, passed away. Oh, sure. Um, we, were, uh, we were both kind of friends with Harry, just in two separate kind of friend groups. And yeah. then after he passed, we kind of got close. But we, um, yeah, traveling the series, we went to like Indy, St. Louis, Detroit, Atlanta, Daytona, um, the race in Arlington, we went to all those Supercrosses for, or I went with him for two years there. And it was awesome traveling with him, being able to be down on the floor, being in the pits when no one else can be in there. 
Yeah. Um, just kind of hanging out. Um, but yeah, my role with him was mostly just kind of a right hand man throughout, throughout the day. And then if he made it into the night show or even if any of the guys in our group, uh, there was usually two or three of us that two or three of the riders that went, um, from the Minnesota area here that would try and qualify for the night show. And yeah, it was awesome. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. And just being able to be in that atmosphere is obviously completely different than the hill climb atmosphere, but it's, it, it, I feel like that's what kind of got me hooked on Supercross a lot yeah. more after being so involved with it. Wasn't it Nick Perone and Slark maybe on that Tencom? Was it Tencom? Uh, yeah, it was Tencom there for a while. It was uh, Nick Jackson, Joe uh, Joe Perron, and uh, Logan Marzon was the other one. Okay. Um, and then uh, Zach Williams went to a few. Yeah. Not not part Zach of too. not part yeah. of Tencom. I don't think he was, but yeah, he's still he's RSR. still. Uh, yep, he, yeah, he was part of Rick Shugel Racing with uh, Jesse Wentman. Yep, I at the that. time. And, and Star uh, they Cycle. W- yep, yeah, Star Cycle. They went to quite a few of the Supercrosses and the Motocrosses also. And I know uh, Zach still does quite a bit of the Outdoor Nationals, and uh, he's probably going to do some of these more local supercrosses are once they get to the East coast. Cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I've been listening to the Knicks podcast too. It's pretty cool. That's really good podcast. I like those guys. You should get you on there sometime. That's a, that's a different stepping stone. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Get- Maybe. Yeah. If Nick wants to, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd be open to it. It's just a matter of, I don't I don't know what kind of direction they're going exactly. I know obviously they had Zach on, but they originally said they weren't going to talk about any supercross or motocross, but that didn't last too many episodes. Yeah, I know. Said, the last episode was all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It was, they call it a supercross preview, I think, even in the title. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, depending on what direction they go, if he reaches out to me, I'd definitely obviously be interested in chatting with him and his uh his guy he has with him there but uh yeah i don't i don't see him much anymore i know i know he's expecting a kid here in the next month or two also and life's just kind of gotten busy for everyone we're getting older and don't see it i mean just with everyone you don't see any people as much as you did before unless you're at the races or anything like that so yeah, so right. speaking of that, and before we let you go here, we want to congratulate you on your marriage with Ashley and the kid on the way, man. Congrats. It's huge. Yeah, thank you. Congrats, buddy. Thank you, yeah. And I, we, uh, that's really, that's awesome. Yeah, we're super excited. We just got married uh, October 2nd, and then we found out about, uh, beginning of November she was pregnant. So shortly after we got married, we uh, got the, got the, I guess, Got the deed done. <laughs> and, uh, so she, well, you had a good honeymoon, yeah. man, buddy. Oh, yeah. We have, we're, we're trying to get that squeezed in here before before the baby's due in July. Yeah, you so better get that we'll, in. Yeah. Be- better get in before the baby comes. Yeah, so it'll probably be, uh, I think they call it a baby moon now. So yeah. it'll be a mix <laughs> yeah. of. Yep. That's, yeah. my, wife, my wife and I had a similar experience. We did the same thing. So I love to give advice, good or bad. And I'm going to tell you right now. 
do not buy a bottle warmer. Whatever you do, <laughs> just don't do it. Just just pretend like this is your second or third kid. Because our firstborn, we had a bottle warmer, and we're effing around with that thing, and it was a nightmare. The second kid, that kid never had a warm bottle its entire life. It, it didn't even know it existed. Yeah. It made everything so much easier. Yeah, so. I know. I know. Ashley had brought that up. Oh, we need to get a bottle warmer. She actually said that. And I said, no, we don't. We don't. We can put it, we can put it in the microwave if we need to. Yeah, yeah no, don't do anything. Just, Just convince her cold. to do it. Convince her to do it over the, the, the bottles that she carries naturally. Oh, yeah. Then you get out of feeding yeah. every night. Yeah. Every night you get out of feeding, she does it that way. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. There's no waking up. Nate, go feed the baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on her. Yeah. Kids are so flipping awesome, though, dude. I'm so excited that you get to be a dad and you get to have that little life and see every moment of it. It's just the best, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, or we're both excited. And I know uh, my parents and her parents have been want my grandkid because neither of them this will be both their first grandkids so i know they're all oh, pretty excited look out. <laughs> yeah oh look oh out. man I'm sure yeah, yeah that's awesome. rob's out spit so, so your the dad's KTM already got a bike bought for it right <laughs> yeah yeah your dad already bought a bike got it ready to go <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> oh man i remember uh, uh, a guy that i work with he was telling me like before he had kids he's him and his wife were talking. They're like, it's so dumb, like sippy cups. He's like, I'm just going to train my kid to drink out of a class, like an adult or whatever. He's like, my daughter's nine and she wants juice. It's in a sippy cup. <laughs> like before you have kids and after you have kids, your perspective is completely different. And he was dead right. Before we had kids, I had one thought. And after it's like, nope, I, I was completely wrong. So I hope you're smarter than I was. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> you got to pick uh, your battles. Yeah. Oh man, Pick your battles with kids. All right, Nate. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm sure everybody's glad to hear from you, see where you've been for the last couple of years, oh, yeah. and hear a little bit about your uh, stellar career, really. I mean, short, but dominant, accomplished yeah. career. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you know what? You know, like people that love hill climbing, they love to support people in this industry. Is there a way people can get a hold of you on social or something if they're in the Maple Grove area and they're looking for some gutters or some signs or something? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you my Instagram handle, but I, uh, <laughs> Facebook is Nate Redman and anyone, uh, yeah, they can reach out. If, uh, I, I know I seen, uh, Farnsworth, um, uh, Sheldon, he, uh, he, I seen just recently, he went out West snowmobiling to, uh, Montana and he drove right through Maple Grove here, and I told him, "Let me know if you need anything. I'm right on your way." I never heard from him, so I mean, hopefully he's all right. Yeah, if he would have lost a trailer tire, you know who he would remember. Oh yeah, That's for good. sure. By the way, it's yeah. at Redmond nine eighty eight. There it is. Perfect. Go. go give him a follow. Yeah. Yeah, get some sick pictures on there too. I stalked you pretty good. Yeah, you'll have to scroll back quite a ways because it's been quite a few years. But now, uh, right. now we're getting into family life here. Yeah. So, but uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's always fun to listen to you guys, and can't wait to uh, listen this Friday and see what Joe has to say. Also, hell yeah! All right, awesome. Thanks for the right. stories. Thanks, Nate. Yep. Talk to you Thanks guys soon. On, Nate. Take it easy, bro. All right. Bye -bye. All right. Yep. See you. All right. Later on. The JS5 extensions are strong enough for any racer on any bike. 
with their custom snail adjusters and sliding one-piece chain guide, making changes is now a breeze. Even though these are the best looking extensions in the industry, JS5 also gives you the option of engraving your number or logo on the side of each extension at no additional charge. Trusted by champions and built by a champion. Hey Nitro and Mud fans, my name is Jay Salstrom and I approve this message. What's up Nitro and Mud fans? Professional hill climber and owner of Lace Bell Co., Joseph Allnett here. Are you tired of wearing your average, bulky, and uncomfortable belt? If so, today is the day to make the switch to a lace belt. Tested and worn daily by action sports athletes across the United States, the lace belt is the most versatile, simple, and effective shoelace belt on the market. Offered in over 30 different colorways, you'll be sure to add a personal touch of style to any daily fit you wear. On top of our lace belts, we also offer a large selection of high-quality clothing options designed and tested by top action sports athletes. For Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering you 15% off your order using the promo code NITRO on lacedbelt.com. Again, that is the code NITRO for 15% off your order on lacedbelt.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media at lacedbelt.co to stay up to date with our athletes and new product offerings. If you're looking for entirely unique, made-to-order, one-of-a-kind graphics for your dirt bike, snowmobile, or rocket ship, look no further than Black Diamond MX. Have you ever heard, if you look good, you ride good? Well, here at Black Diamond MX, that's our motto, and we are the one-stop shop for all your look-good needs. From apparel, moto graphics, or jersey prints, we've got you covered. And for Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering 15% off your order at BlackDiamondMX.com using discount code NitroMud15 when you check out. That's NitroMud15 for 15% off at BlackDiamondMX.com. Look good, ride good. Hey race fans, the old 31 here to talk to you about where you're going to buy your gear for 2022. I'm sure you are like me and you love high quality and awesome service. I got the spot for you. Rutted Racing. They support hill climb. They support hill climb riders. They support one of the fastest riders in our sport, Logan Sapala. This company rides dirt bikes and has the same passion we do. A lot of their gear items are hand sewn and they put so much love and care into all their items. They are dang near custom fit. We are so stoked at Nitro and Mud to have them as our title sponsor. And we are pumped to offer you a promo code NITRO20, N-I-T-R-O-2-0 at checkout. Gets you 20% off the best gear in the industry. Go check them out at ruddedracing.com and support the companies that support us. All right, boys. Whoa. Got to thank and sponsor the little shotgun blast at the end of that commercial break, I like man. It. Dang, hell it yeah, snaps back right there. Yeah. <laughs> man, that was cool to talk to Nate. I so bummed. Like when I was kind of out of it, he was just giving it hard, and it was just kind of fun to hear all those stories he had. And man, what a neat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was real cool. Uh, Nate's career really took off right when uh, mine ended. I pretty much walked away from hill climbing in 08 and came back in 2012. So. I was there at the very beginning and the very end and missed all that great shit in the middle there from him. So talk about a career though, just coming in on fire, just kept winning and then mic drop. I'm out. Yeah. And then the thing like 
talk about balls of steel. Like you don't play ride and you're going to come out and just flip and send it on them bikes. <laughs> yeah. Like all my confidence comes from when I'm riding a bunch. Like I couldn't imagine like not riding at all and doing it on that level with those bikes. I mean, yeah. balls, that's got to just be mentally it's, tough, you know? It's it's a different kind of person just to turn the switch and light up a nitro bike and come out and win the first round for five years in a row. That's, with oh man. That's, not sitting on a bike all winter long or even through the race season just and dominate right. the way he did. And that's that imagine. old school, full throttle, wide open mentality there. I yeah. call that the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but he maybe, wasn't in. He wasn't in the nineties, though. May, maybe up to the nineties is what I should say. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like from nineteen oh one to like nineteen ninety two or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a pre Watson riding style and post Watson riding style. That's what you got uh, there. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. But holy yep, cow, the it. the streak he had from two thousand nine to two thousand twelve is just unbelievable in that series. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then. Yeah, to go to never lose the lead or never lose the points lead. That's ridiculous. For four years straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, damn. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, man. Yeah, I think there's only one other rider in history that, that's had that, and that was Tim Frazier. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's not for points, but I believe that Logan has never lost a Verticross race yet. Wow. I think he's undefeated hmm. in the AMA series. I don't think he's ever lost one. Like, uh, Well, you have to beat him this year, Joel. Yeah. You have to get out this. <laughs> Just beat him, Joel. Come on. You can uh, do maybe it. If it's, maybe, if it's, maybe if his chain blows up or a meteorite strikes him on the way up the hill. That's about the only two ways. <laughs> and, hell, if this chain blows up, you might, uh, might outrun me to the top. I don't know. <laughs> That's just on the AMA side, though. Right. Yeah. No, I'm just saying the AMA yeah, side. Right. Yeah. No. Yep, yep, yep. All right. All right. So we're ready. Uh, we got guest number two, Dirty Joe Shipman. You want to bring him in? All right. All right. Race fans, next up. This is the cleanest dirty dude you have ever met. This guy will whole shot your ass while wearing a pink bunny costume. He claims Narcal as his home, but maybe from another planet. His mechanic needs a Coors Light sponsorship now. A three-time Naha champ, a three-time Rockwell champ, a regular face on any podium, the 119, my bud, Joe Shipman. Yeah. 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 What up, Joe? Here, here. Hey, what's up, Joe? How's that? We like, to, we like to bring our guests in strong, man. Hey man, dude, thanks for being hot. here, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, the whole other planet. So, part where, I don't know about. where are we reaching at tonight, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I'm in uh, Cottonwood, California. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Cottonwood. Nice. Yeah. Are, are you warmer what? than the rest of us? <laughs> Uh, probably it was, yeah, it was, it's, it's our winter time. So it's kind of chilly, but uh, nothing like you guys. We did freeze last night. If that helps. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. Oh, that makes me okay. feel better. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it's snowing right now. So yeah, you guys are still froze. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We're yeah. froze. We're froze. Yeah. No. <laughs> Keep Hey Joe, it keeps the riffraff out. 
That's hey, man, I just went to Oakland Supercross. Let me tell you about some riffraff. It was yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Oakland yeah. before, but not for Supercross, but for other situations. But yeah, it's it's a sight for sure. Oakland boy, yeah, it's something else, man. Were I you mean, there when Josh stuff. was? Uh, doing his burnout or something. Were you there when Josh burnt the tire off the open bike? Yeah. Were you I mean, there? For I saw. That? I, I saw the clip, uh, but I, I I didn't see when he did it. Uh, I was actually with him and Matt a little bit before that, and they were talking about maybe him getting to go do a, uh, a start like down the starting stretch uh, on the Supercross track in the stadium on the hill climb bike. Oh uh, what? But it, oh, yeah, yeah. Sweet. They were yeah they were they were talking about it, but it, it didn't happen. But. They let him rip rip that one in the um uh, in that freestyle area or something. Damn, that would have been That's crazy. Cool. Yeah, it was. It cool. was just cool to see the bike there, you know. I mean, just yeah. to have that there. Oh, I know. That's yeah, neat. but it, you had your know, bikes and, there last year. Was it last year you had your bikes there? Yeah, we had a um, pretty cool deal with the geez San Francisco Supercross, Oakland Supercross for like the last kind of like 10, 10 years or more. I'd say um, with with George Horn. Uh, having a, a booth there for promoting the Carnegie Hill climbs, and then uh, and through uh, this guy Dave Duffin, who who's a Carnegie Carnegie Warrior. Uh, both those guys actually are, are are not with us anymore, so rest in peace to them. But um, that yeah, we were able to have a booth for yeah for the promote the April uh, Carnegie Hill climbs like every year. So we would uh, bring you know my bikes, and sometimes we'd bring she's uh, five, six, seven bikes out there, all hill climb bikes. So it was kind of been a good uh, showing at the NorCal um, Supercross of hill climbs. So that's cool. That's neat. Yeah. Thanks for now all your time... help to showcase our sport. And oh yeah, yeah. Anytime we can get out there in it. Um, yeah. I would say one time we had my bike there, and you know we took uh, I had the chains on my open bike, and we took the rear fender off just to display the chains. You know, show it all cool. And we were pushing it back to the truck, and. Um, like, I think we started up, someone's like, start it, you know, and we're in the parking lot and it's, you know, pregame, super cross, you know, tailgate, rager. <laughs> and some guy's like, you know, we started up and he's like, do a burnout, you know, with the chains on it. And when I saw Josh doing that, I reminded <laughs> of that day when that guy's like, do a burnout. And I'm like, no, man, you don't understand. Asphalt and chains do not mix. <laughs> and they were like, it was like such a buzzkill because yeah, everyone was like pissed, you know, like you, you know, you're an idiot. Why aren't you doing a burnout and stuff? And and I'm like, you guys don't fuck, you guys don't understand. I'm not we're, no, we're, you, you, we're you just were gonna dig a hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or sparks or who knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> you ever seen chains on asphalt sparks? <laughs> Blow the chain apart. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like it. Uh. Oh man, no. I don't like it. <laughs> well, sorry you're dealing with a little bit of a delay with us here. It uh, might just be because we're so damn far apart. Cowboys in Pennsylvania, Colby and I are here in the Midwest, and you're in California. So, yeah. so yeah. sorry that you're having to put up with it. But man, you got so many fans, and um, I know I'm a fan, and we're just so excited to have you on here and talk about Thanks. all of our passions and all the fun yeah. stuff that we get to do all year round and. Man, I, I just I've been watching you race for years now, and I've been seeing you go all over. You know, and it's you've been in North Dakota, and you've been in Oregon, and you've been in Minnesota, and you know, obviously you've done a lot of traveling that I haven't seen or whatever. But mm -hmm. traveling's such a big part of racing. Like, what's been your favorite? You know, maybe unexpected 
spot to visit or have you had anything that comes to mind that was, you know, something kind of that you remember? Yeah. Um, man, there's so much you, you think about. We do travel. It's crazy. Like <laughs> we drive so much and you try to talk to other people about how much we drive and, and they just don't get it. And, you know, a four or five hour drive is so nice when, when you're used to going 20 or something. Um, but no, we, I don't know. We seems like we always go to the same places. Uh, I kind of just like, um, trying to you know, maybe take a different way home if you can, if you have the time, uh, all the cool old towns in Montana, I think are pretty badass. And, um, I mean, just Montana in general is badass. So, um, you know, driving through there. Right. Um, I, I do remember one night we, we, uh, drove home from Sturgis or, uh, afterwards and had to get home for something, you know, for work or whatever, and, and drove through the night as long as we could. And it was like, we probably saw, geez, two, three dozen animals, deer, uh, moose, uh, elk, like at night, driving all night uh, through Wyoming. And and that was that was wild. I would remember just, we didn't hit anything, but I just remember it was like, there's another one, there's another one, you know, don't, don't cross yeah. us. <laughs> and, it's like Im- yeah. impending doom. Well, they are yeah, exactly. in there. I remember driving out there to the Nitro Nationals and they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so nice. speaking kinda... of like traveling and traveling and people, but like you, I just love your attitude. Like you're just such a fun guy to be around. <laughs> and man, you kind of, to me, from an outsider's perspective, did you find a brother from another mother in Moritz? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you two seem to be like brothers. <laughs> we, we. <laughs> at, what, at, at, you still talk to him or have you had any contact? Yeah, yeah. I actually just talked to him like, Geez, three days ago, um, we, we text and stuff all the time. Um, oh, he's, yeah, he's trying to see if I want to come back to the uh, Harley and Snow Hill Climb this year in uh, in, in Italy. Oh, I, was sweet. There, I was there in 2020, yeah, when COVID hit and everything shut down. And I was in, we were in Austria actually snowboarding. We, I went there a couple of days early to make a Euro trip out of the deal. And then the race got canceled uh, with everything else in the in the world. And yeah, so he's trying to get me to come back this year. I'm still kind of on the fence with all the uh, the mumbo jumbo. I mean, it, it's yeah. so crazy. Like if I got went to some you know European country and got fucking detained or something stupid, I would just not. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Just want to weigh out all the possibilities over you know over over a stupid fake test if you have to right. test for you know if you have the COVID test or something dumb. So. I just would the risk yeah. right now. I don't know. No, it's right. quite worth it. But I'm just trying to maybe dial out the logistics and and try to go. But probably not. <laughs> so, but I do talk to Moritz, and that guy is unreal. He's um, so funny. Uh, I I never really had a European friend, and he, uh, we're we're pretty similar. We have a lot of jokes. <laughs> you know, we we joke a lot. Um, I, we actually had a pretty good bonding experience in, in 2019 when we went to uh, back east to. Uh, to North Dakota and to Bay City. And, you know, Moritz had never been to uh, America and he wanted to go see the Harley factory in Milwaukee. So um, we were going to all, it was kind of in the works that we were all going to go, that the group of us that went out Midwest that year, you know, Matt Musgrove, Austin Tyler, and a couple other guys, whatnot. And then kind of plans all fell through. Well, Moritz still really wanted to see the Harley factory. So I said, well, you know, we got, we're down for a couple of days. Let's, let's go. And me and him rented a car and spent like three days together um, and, you know, going to the Harley factory and I'd never been there. And, and then we went to, yeah. 
and it was it was so funny. Um, just too many jokes and um, yeah. Who, which one of you guys was it? The one that rode the flipping two mile wheelie on that goddamn oh, rental bike. Yeah, I yeah, remember the, one of you. That two. was Moritz. He, he was too good. Um, <laughs> we shredded I those. Didn't, I didn't bikes. know that was possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we shredded those things oh, like another we, round um, story. He, he was wheeling the bikes all the way around, and then and then we roll into this skate park, <laughs> and I ride, and we're buzzing around on on these you know rental e bikes on this skate park, and and it had a pretty good hip. I was actually able to get like pretty decent air on it. Um, there, there was no one else there on bikes. That I Aren't those like, bikes like 45 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. But they go real fast. If you get yeah. them, you know, you get them pedaling and you can really start painting it. <laughs> yeah. I remember awesome. watching your Insta story and I'm like, this is going to end where the last frame is going to be an ambulance or a hospital. No, we were good. Or hiding the e-bike in a bush, walking away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, or our credit cards getting maxed out. Did, did you rent them with Jamie Deere's credit card? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of going overseas and Moritz and everything, has there been any talk of you guys going to France at all in the coming years to, with, for the USA Moto Climb team, or what's up with that? Yeah. It's still on, hopefully on, on the, you know, the, the dream, I guess. I don't know. Me, me and Matt have this running joke that, that we're never going. But um, we think, you know, it, we're still working out. <laughs> Matt's still in contact with the, with the guys in France. Um, and they want us to come. Um, they just want to make sure we can do it safely. And, you know, um, we have there's so many more logistics now with uh, shipping stuff. You know, we were at first we were going to ship our bikes or ship two bikes and, that was going to be, you know, X amount of dollars. Well, now that's like quadruple the amount of dollars that was going to cost. Um, yeah. So just like so much more crap. So we still want to do it. It's still like this thing. But I mean, r- right now, I mean, obviously we're not going to go this year or next year. Um, well, maybe 23, I guess. We don't have anything, you know, obviously yeah. for 22, it's not on the books. But maybe we can, things cool down. And um, But yeah, it just sucks, you know, but like like. Every, everything we I haven't decided I I haven't decided there was in my mind in my little cube that I live in there was two super cool things that I was looking forward to pre-covid and that was the USA moto climb team and then also Aaron Pearson from Canada built like the coolest ever like old <laughs> you know he's got that um uh, that KZ and the thing weighed like mm-hmm. 200 pounds or whatever. And I haven't got to see either one of them because of the damn yeah. COVID. And it's like, God dang it. I don't know if it was just too much for the hill climb world to handle or what, but I know things are ready to get done up. with this and get on with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, you might see him. Um, uh, I don't know if he's coming, but I saw that uh, Rockwell said that the uh, Canadians on their post for Facebook last week or whatever said that Canadians should be able to come down for a uh, series this year for racing. So, I don't know what the border situation is. Great. Cool. They, oh, threw, awesome. they threw that out there. That's great. I saw, yeah. Oh, I saw those awesome. guys pretty. Yeah. I saw those guys hopped up in the comment section. So, um, yeah, I want to see that thing too, man. That guy has some unreal builds. He's such a good follow. Uh, he'd oh, be a good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. good show yeah. guest. I love we're, following we're, his, you guys. I love following I mean, his shit. Yeah. Talk about all the different bikes he's got. Oh, yeah. He's going to be oh, on. We've, I mean, we've, 
We've, yeah, cool. Yeah, we've been talking to him. We're we're getting him on here. That guy is—he's just like a hill climb flipping artist and historian. I I just want to hear some of the stories he's got. And yeah, really mm-hmm. neat. But it just like the people we meet racing, like Moritz and Aaron Pearson mm-hmm. and all these people. It's like we love that we can have you guys on and just hear your stories. And we all all we're all like minded people. We all want to go uphill super fast and and uh, ride yes. gnarly bar- bikes, you know. So. Um, yes yes we do <laughs> what's your plans for 2022 what's uh, uh what is there yeah. any are you gonna lock in for points um you know i, I haven't committed to anything you know i just heard thanks to your guys show what the naha schedule was from from jamie deer last week so um you know kind of i just yeah. figuring that out um and you know I think I'd like to say I could go to all, everything, you know, but it just sucks that the way our sport is with, you know, in the West Coast, at least three, you know, three series, kind of two series that you guys could do back East with AMA and and, and uh, Moto Climb. And then I feel like not every good rider is at every event. And, and that kind of like, um, for me, at least, you know, circumstantial, you know, I've won titles before I've, I've done, you know, got that. It's like, if you're not racing the best guys at, at every race, it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it takes away from it, but it's like, I want that. Um, it would mean so much more to have every guy, fast guy. Oh, I feel you. Um, yeah. Like, that's yep. how I got. Yeah. When I like first learned about hill climbing and, and got into racing, um, it, you know, that was in AHA and Naha with uh, Smith, Peterson's, Waddell, Whitlock. And, um, you know, just had no idea what, what the sport was about and just saw those guys and said, yeah, they're the, they look like they're the fastest and I want to beat them. So that's where we kind of pointed direction and then um yeah just went from there but so i can't i'm not committed to anything 110 percent. but we're definitely going racing so yeah right no i got you i I just you never know like we're we're, what people are thinking i mean every year is a different year Mm -hmm. you know it's like Mm -hmm. i didn't if you told me that yeah i'm gonna go double a i'm gonna race all the gncc's i'd believe you i don't know just just curious as to what you're thinking for i mean like i know there's some conflicting dates with um if, if the nitro national dates right that jamie said on the show the other day with that being in the big hill jam in oregon is the same weekend and uh, like uh big hill jams yeah that's yeah so bad. four hours four hours up the road from my house and one of the coolest dirt bike events ever uh, so that's like such a toss you know such a hard thing um so just gotta iron up all those details and and all that but it, we've there's been conflicting dates before and it, it is what it is. I'm just happy to keep racing and keep being able to win. And I feel like I, I ride like really good right now. Um, I've been practicing a lot the last couple of years and like um, track speed and like bike, all that stuff. It's like kind of come in, like kind of come up, all come together, um, not be as squiddy and make stupid mistakes. Still happens, but yeah. I'd agree. You're looking good right now, dude, based off of yeah. the social medias. Minus the oh, gap you, uh, you the posted Don't today. you know how that shit works? <laughs> <laughs> you came up a little oh, yeah, short on that road that. gap. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. That was a fun one. <laughs> I, I, it was one of those ones where I was going up to it, and if if I haven't been a crazy hill climber for for the you know the last whatever ten years, I, I was no way I would have held on. But I knew I wasn't going fast enough. And I, and I knew that I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. have the speed, but I was like, oh, I'll get, I'll get pretty close and, you know, I'll just see what happens. Close and, enough yeah. to not get hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Close enough to not get hurt. I knew the dirt was soft. And uh, <laughs> but any other dirt bike rider uh, besides us would, would would not have probably held on for that because I was going pretty slow for for how big of a gap that was. I'm so jealous of your guys's ability on those road gaps. Like I, in the Midwest, just the way that I, I'm so much older than you. How I grew up, we didn't ride as much and didn't have the availability. We don't have any public land here. But just mm-hmm. watching, like at Big, Big Hill Jam, and you guys, Logan Mead, you know, people from your area, hitting those road gaps, like how you'd come into it and just, you know, brake tap to send you over the, the ledge just a little bit, or just the way what you were doing with your weight, because there was no lip. It was just mm-hmm. speed and pull, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn it, am I lost? Like I had nothing for you. I I just I have so yeah. much respect. That is such a difficult talent. Those road gaps are so damn gnarly. And oh, especially on an open bike. I don't know how you guys can just do that. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. That open bike was actually easier because you had all the power. As long as you just had the well for you know, I had chains on, so I was hooked and rolling. So it just you gotta definitely have the kahunas to not let off, but um those, yeah, road gaps are nuts. It's such, the craziest thing I think about doing hill climbs and stuff is that type of stuff where you're like, this is so steep or this is so big of this jump. And until you like make mistakes or, or actually try it and then make it or whatever and, and learn that, um, you'll, you'll never get there. Like right. cred, big credit to Logan Mead. I know I poked fun at him because I, I fell on that jump. Um, but that was the, the road gap that he did the other day at Carnegie is unreal. It's like, it's like, 15 feet tall of, of a gap and it's just like straight down and the hill itself to get to it is is so wow. steep and, it, and it's a stock hill it's not we're not riding extended bikes at carnegie you know we ride our stock bikes um great i, mean, I great. ride my stock i only ride my yeah. stock bike so i only ride my hill climb bikes at racing you know so um yep. It, it's, yep. it's pretty cool cool stuff so that it's did big tone did he hill climb or race at all no, he motocrossed and, um, yeah, mostly motocross growing up and stuff. And that's how he got me into it. And that's what I raced a bunch when I was little. And then he got the skips, okay. uh, bought skips at Carnegie and turned it into Motomart out there at Carnegie. And, um, you know, I was 18 or 19 when that happened and, um, went and saw our first hill climb and then just got into it. So I kind of got it, you know, I guess not too late, but later than a lot of the kids that are in it today, um, that I've seen grow up since they were little and stuff. So um, already kind of had that, that, that rider skill yep. of, of moto and, and kind of just transfer that over to, to hill climbing. And, and once I kind of got over the fear aspect of right. going that fast and the, the bikes going that fast and, and all that stuff, it, I think it's really easy. So it's, it's and super fun. I mean, wouldn't you kind of agree like hill climbing is not for everybody, but if you even like it a little bit, you flip and love it. You know, it's just yeah. one of those disciplines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it hooks you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. It sure does. Yep. So, so, so Joe, now Joe, do you work at your dad's dealership or what do you do for a living? Yeah, I do on, um, here and there on the side. And then I also, um, my mom runs a software, uh, company and I, uh, researched with her and I was doing, um, different stuff before COVID hit and kind of fell to the wayside of what I was doing before with, uh, event stuff with, um, you know, COVID happening. Oh yeah. You were um, event planning, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. Not to say that I still couldn't do that. It's just in California with with all the stuff and um, all the things. I, I just uh, I can't can't swallow that pill to uh, you know accept that tyranny. <laughs> and <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> complete bullshit. So I'm just um, but yeah, I've been, I've been keeping busy and um, so but yeah, not doing that anymore. <laughs> Looks like you guys could go make a living stealing packages down the rail yard. Oh, man. I saw that the other day. Nope. (laughs) That's unreal. And for the record, I live in Cottonwood, California, which is not anything like the rest of the the state. It's it's pretty cool up here. We've, um, I mean, actually, probably compared to most of the country, we've we've been pretty... um, pretty clear as far as, you know, the local businesses still operating, never closing local restaurants, local bars. Um, we never close down. We, um, kind of, it's kind of a big F you mentality up here for that type of stuff. I don't know if you've heard of the state of Jefferson, but we're, we're, we're in that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Good. So Joe, when we're traveling and we're racing, so, you know, there's like two different options. When you go to a race, you can either camp at the hill or you can leave your bikes and in town at a hotel. Now, obviously, there's some that are better than others, but what do you prefer? Oh, well, we're hotel life um, 100% because we've got a moto van and um, just dro- driving that. We got a new, a um, couple years ago, got a, a transit, you know, big tall van. Um, so it's, it's easy. Yep. And I actually hate staying at the Hills, um, <laughs> because I can't sleep the night before a race anyways. So I, you know, you just right. end up getting in trouble, staying up too late. Um, or, 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 or everyone else is staying up too late and, and they're getting in trouble and, you know, it, it's loud and stuff. Right. So, you know, I, uh, definitely, definitely prefer, um, uh, a nice quiet hotel and lights off and, and get a good night's sleep. Cause we, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, re- we can definitely party af- after the races, but uh, I definitely want to come and, and do good. So, yeah, well, it's part vacation for, I mean, even though we're only there for a day or two or whatever, but man, I need a shower and I just, sometimes I just need to get out of the atmosphere for a little bit. And man, I mean, we love like finding coffee shops and like awesome local food, and it's like it it's just that's the fun part about traveling is just like soaking in that local culture, you know? Yeah, what's what's the name of the place in downtown Billings with the fresh squeezed orange juice and the cinnamon rolls like as big as your head? Um, oh ah, what's it Stella's. called? Stella's. Stella's. Stella's, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> that that, that yeah. old cafe okay. that is like that, the Pro best tip. you can want. Yep. <laughs> Pro. Pro tip. Also, go to uh, Sassy Biscuit in Billings. That place is flipping nuts. Some of the best coffee I've had. Sassy and just like organic. Like it's uh, like the breakfasts are, oh, they're so good. It, you'd love mm. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Where is it at? Is it downtown or yeah. wherever? Yep. Yep. Like two blocks from Stella's. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Joel, okay. the local hill climb travel agent here. Oh, I'm a Yelper, dude. Yeah. Look at look at my gut. Like that's all I want. All I do is get and drink. 
You know, it's like I, damn near open class only body here. I mean, it's like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start yelping like salad places pretty quick here or something. Oh. That is the uh, uh, speaking of partying after the races. I think oh, that's the one thing over. I'm gonna miss the most about missing out on Polk's Hole. It's the the party afterwards, party with Joe and the rest of the guys. Such a fun time. Yeah. Joe's yeah, always man, in the that's a good one. some sort of out <laughs> crazy one piece outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we Pol- dip Pol- into McCrutchen's uh, moonshine there place. behind the bar, and uh, oh boy, <laughs> what, what else has happened? Go <laughs> go jump in the pond, uh, Bob for beers. Uh, <laughs> they had a, they oh, had a yeah. band, yeah, all, all the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, such a yeah. good time. <laughs> uh, so that's a good cook. I got a two part question for you, too. Joe. Yeah. So, okay. two part question. So, favorite hill, non California hill. I'm not going to, I know that it's already going to be Carnegie or something. So, I'm just going to say non California hill, your favorite hill that you've ever ridden. And then also, is there any hills that you haven't ridden that you want to try? Hmm. Well, we were just talking about Pokes Hole, and Pokes Hole always <laughs> should take the cake. I, I think I know everyone talks about that, but it's not a it's not an event anymore. Unfortunately, hopefully, it comes back. Um, so we'll stick with current, I guess, uh, hills. I, I really like the X twelve in uh, Utah, the, um, the the one that Ron Dillon puts on out there. It's yeah, um, it's the only one where I've I've yep. literally I've felt yeah like I've. Um, went that fast like on my open bike like like wide open as fast as it would go i mean i don't know if we were you know we don't get to do that too many times uh out here because you know the hills are so rough and there's so many turns but this is a 1700 foot long hill and and it just you just can you don't let off literally just do not let off the gas when when you start um when when you stop like just that's the only way this yeah, it's the only way you'll do good is if just do not let off the gas and just ride that thing and hope you don't fall. And um, it's so fun, like thirty second climbs hit, up up a, that, that dirt's so crazy there. too. Yeah. Like when you start, it's freaking all kind of pasturey, but then it gets all churned up, and you just got to have power up the ass to get through that crap. Mm-hmm. And we've done it when it's dry. We've done it when it's wet. So we've kind of had both of them. It, it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so Joe, I've, I remember uh, seeing a picture of you sending it super I've huge. Three, all three classes. That's nice. badass, dude. Thanks. <laughs> but no, there's a yeah. picture of you going super, super huge. huge. I forget. I don't know which hill it was, but yeah. Uh, was that intentional or what was going on there? I don't know what was going on, but it seemed like insanely huge. I think was you should it know like what a I'm side talking by about. Side, um, yeah, X climb race. I think it was on your open bike. I think it was on your open bike. Um, well, I've got a few sins then, I guess. <laughs> on my open bike was at uh, Big Sky, I think, and I jumped over the like the timing lights. Um, from, yeah. from the bottom there and that was definitely intentional it was like yeah it was a step up that that i had never hit that hill before uh we never ran it over there uh but you know we were talking to guys they said you could jump it you know if you're hauling ass type thing and you know they said eric cherry did it back in 98 and jumped over it and 
and Matt Coleman <laughs> did it in, you know, 2004 or whatever. And so I, I was like, okay, sweet. I got this. And then like came around that and, um, yeah, I just was going so fast. It just didn't let off and went to the moon and jumped over the timing lights and landed up on top out in the flats there. Um, and didn't get a time and it was all for nothing. So, um, and they, I guess they had said that in the writer's <laughs> all for the gram the lights. You're out and, um, or, or you don't, you don't get a rewrite if you jump the lights. So I got screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but cool shot. Oh, it was, yeah. Still super badass. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I got the a, the other uh, one I thought you were talking about Joe. was in big sky. Oh, sorry. What's up? Cool. Or was that big nasty? That was Brandon. Sorry. The other one I thought you were talking about yeah. was that big nasty. When um, me and Logan Mead were doing side by side, I was like 10 feet above him in the air uh, on accident because I let oh. off or didn't let off off this jump. And uh, yeah, my carburetor fell off. and <laughs> landed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, Joe, you're one yeah. of our featured Fast Guy pros in our fantasy league, and thank you so much for being a part of it. And uh, are you willing to admit that you are actually 119 sucks? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm the dirtiest Joe. I don't know who 119 is sucks, but fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, people had to get saucy with you right away. I thought that was pretty good, but unfortunately, uh, he one one nine sucks has got you right now. He's eighty third. Oh, I and bet. And you're a hundred and first. But guess what? Dirty the one one nine sucks. Hey, guess what? His boy is fifty eight. So you better. He, he's got some work to do. You got him cornered. Him or her? I don't guess. Oh wait, wait! Yeah, we, we you don't just know who that I, is. maybe identified one one nine sucks because he has a he has a son. And no, so I your son K Dog is on here. He's fifty eight. Oh, K Dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. Try, uh, I, I follow Supercross. People don't know who one one nine sucks is, right and teams, we're, we're gonna have like a. Uh, it's going to be like a Watergate-like hearing. We're going to have to figure out who 119 sucks. I'm secretly cheering for them to win a week, and I'm going to up the ante to make sure that they want that prize because I want to find out who the hell it is. God, the suspense is killing me. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's one of my friends. I bet oh, once we uh, find out who it is, we'll know exactly <laughs> Unrelated, but just a question. Does Big Tone play fantasy, and has he admitted to what name he's using yet? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Big, Big Tone does play fantasy, but not on Rocky Mountain fantasy. We, we actually play a, um, like a, a money league. with. We've done this for years. I don't know, it's five, seven, eight years now um, of his friends through Motomart, through the shop. And, and we kind of do the same thing that Rocky Mountain does, uh, pick the top five, and then we have our own scoring system and stuff. And he plays in that. Um, and it's funny, you know, like... Okay, awesome. Okay. He has to call me and tell me the... Yeah, yeah. He has to call me, though, and tell me his picks. He can't He can't text him. He can't, he can't send... <laughs> no, he's got to call me every, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every Friday night. <laughs> and... I just... and 
it's like the more the yeah. more I learn about Big Tone, I just love the guy more and more. I, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. At least your dad has a cell phone. Yeah. My dad so refuses to get a cell phone. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah, he'll call me. You know, Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, the the Friday night calls are, are pretty funny. You know, if it's after ten or so, it's, <laughs> he's, he's usually a couple course lights deep and. He takes it very seriously, though. So he loves fantasy. If, I, if we could get him a computer, we'll get him dialed awesome. in on, on Rocky Mountain. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you for being a part of our group. It's just so fun. Like, all the fans and all the riders are kind of racing together on there. And it's just going to be kind of fun to see as the year goes along how things shake out. And can you imagine if someone in our group wins that god dang 450 and we got some jason smith extensions thrown on that sucker for when they give it away people are gonna go flipping nuts i mean <laughs> god dang that's gonna be so dang yeah. cool you know i know awesome. i know i want some jason smith extensions <laughs> that'd be awesome i want to win it yeah i could too i could too man uh, Brandon, what did you have uh, for Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. But no, I was going to ask, uh, in the perfect world, if it would uh, work out, would we ever see Dirty Joe Shipman run some AMA East Coast races? What do you think, Joe? Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to. Kind of... Um, <laughs> Joel, I maybe asked him if I any hills I'd like to see. I want would want to go to like uh, Freemansburg or um, you know whatever you guys say is is good. And Hell yeah! It, but I know I heard Freemansburg's badass, and um, yeah, let's go. Um, I think if you know, I think my bike could can compete. Um, you know, if it's maybe something more with a a tough rider hill, um, it's not the fastest bike, you know, but it's really light and handles really well. And it, it, it can turn good and I can, I can ride it really good. So um, maybe if something was to fare that, I would at least have a shot at, you know, throwing down a good time. Um, uh, Logan Sapala definitely, you know, changed my perspective on that, watching him run and his Buell run there. And, and just because that was kind of the first time for me to see someone who, who I raced with and I was familiar with, you know, I watched him ride and I study him and, and, and all of that. And then to go see him, you know, race AMA, uh, was actually able to, I was able to relate to that because I could, you know, see him. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, I would love to me and, uh, actually me and Logan meet a couple, couple times ago, hanging out. We, we were, um, definitely kicking around the idea that we want to come, um, you know, try to make a trip out of it that we can help, you know, pay for fuel and, and all that stuff. And, um, we're pretty good buddies and, uh, get along well. So it'd be cool. That back to back, the White Rose Night Race, that hill is not the style that you're accustomed to, but it's a super fun event. And the hill is actually super fun. And I know you're such a great rider, mm -hmm. you would do well anywhere. But then the next week is Freemansburg. So we mm -hmm. leave our stuff, fly back, and then fly back out. And it's really reasonable to do so. But Freemansburg, Joe, just from okay. watching your riding style and watching mm -hmm. your, your bikes, you would be ultra competitive. And I, I could guarantee you, you would like that hill. I'm not going to say it's going to be the best hill that you've ever rode in your life, but you'd be stoked you ripped it and you'd want to come back and do it better because it's so damn steep. And you are going, that middle jump is ascend like you've never, it's crazy, but it's just so fun. Not to mention yeah. just a ginormous crowd. I mean, it's awesome. 
Yeah, you'd love it. Yeah, good. Yeah, you'd love for you'd love for. Yeah, when is it? It'd be a good one for you. And the Devils, that ah, dang it! Now you're putting Colby might know before I would. But uh, oh, the, um, it's like in uh, it's it's all right. It's October late season. 9th. It's mid to late season, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It's late. Yeah, yeah it's late season. Well, that, that's uh, Devil Staircase is October. But yeah, and then Devil Staircase that that hill. I mean, it's it's a it's a lot tougher to compete with the nitro bikes there in the premier class. But mm-hmm. Joe, have you heard the details about the Devil Staircase? There is. An ocean yeah, of people. Yeah. They buy gallon jugs yes. of beer, and it's behind yep. you and both sides of you. It's 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 like nothing. It's crazy. The atmosphere is unbelievable there. I mean, the hill is fun, and and you know it's a send hill again, but it's not as steep. But Freemansburg, it's rough. It's technical. It's got all those aspects. But just to be a part of the show at mm-hmm. Devils is worth it. I mean, it's. It's super fun. Right on. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I have Devil heard. Devil Staircase is definitely guys, fun. I think mostly from you guys. Yeah, I like probably listen to uh, yeah. all, all the shows. Um, I listen to everything. Um, so talking about that, the guys rolling down the hill with the with the barrels of beer, and um, it kind of makes like a stadium aspect, <laughs> yeah. right? Because the, the the hill is going up the other way. Yep. <laughs> And and then the hill climb hill is is there yep. too, and then the crowds behind it, so <laughs> yeah. you can hear everyone. Um, yeah, that's way cool. I would love to do that just for the yeah, aspect. Right. Um, I talked yeah. to I talked to people guys about crowds that, lined like up on the side of the hill. How big that double is? Yeah, how big that middle double is? If I can jump that, you know, if my bike will make it. If if traction's good, I think I should have no problem with chains to, to make it. I think it's like 80, 90 feet or something. Um, so. Yep. Not that far. <laughs> 75, I think. Yeah. I think 75, oh, yeah. okay. 75? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how they have yeah, the lift set up that, that year, too. But Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard, and that's what I've seen. It looked like when it's drier, it's harder to hit, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That hill's it's all well, clay, so when it's dry, there's nothing there. When it's moisture in it is traction city mm-hmm. well i All think right. we got through everything i had for him here yeah i got a million questions for you joe but i don't know if people want to hear them Sweet. on air i might have to just hunt you out and <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, is it cool if i hit you up for a little bit of a man on the street rider interviews when we're out racing this summer yeah absolutely yeah are you gonna try to bring the um the podcast That's, to to the hill well i'm gonna i'm gonna do some interviews but uh like i last year when Kolbs did those when you were doing your recaps i loved your freaking little recaps mm-hmm. when you're doing from the races and i just think like we're also <laughs> yeah. we're all like hill climb nerds like we want to hear everything about it and i, I want to do a, as much of those as i can just to kind of bring the flavor of what's going on good or bad or whatever with the days and those were so cool just those little insta hits that you guys were doing like it, it's just fun it's like it, it, you want to hear about what people are doing you know yeah and i i appreciate joe yeah. getting after me to get some west coast guys in there too because i hate asking for those things because a lot of people just hate doing them so i kind of like stopped ask asking because the 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 overall intention was good but people just don't like doing it so i'm glad you hit me up to do that for you and Logan. Yeah, man, no problem. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan too of, 
of, of every, you know, dirt bike sport. I follow supercross and motocross, you know, pretty, pretty religiously as well as hill climbing. So, um, yeah, I, I was all about that stuff. I, you know, I know people would, I would want to hear those little, little inside things and those little stuff, you know, about maybe the hill set up that day, you know, it was crazy. It rained, you know, the night before and you might not have known that or, or, or whatever, just all those little yeah. insider trick ticks, uh, tricks and tips is, is super good stuff and people eat that shit up. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be down. Maybe we could do like some hill walk talk in the morning. That's, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That would be yeah. cool. I, I might ask you why big tone can only op- open one eye in the morning or why the transit's got two wheels that match on one side and two wheels that match on the other stuff that I see like that too, you know, so <laughs> Hey, big tone, dude, he, he gets up early. That guy, I've never seen a guy be able to put down two 30 packs around a day and wake up at 7 a.m. and <laughs> bust ass like no one's Oh, God. Um, yeah. Kudos He's a flipping him. robot. He's not even human. He's a cyborg. Yeah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm so sorry about the little delay we're experiencing awesome. here, Joe. We're still trying to figure everything out with uh, with uh, this new equipment here, and we just really wanted your voice to be heard, and we're hoping to reach out to you some more this this year. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's catch up, and um, we're just thanks for it's, it's all good. I think we we ironed it out. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Works out. Thanks for being on the show, Joe. Great to hear from uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, and hope to hear from you a lot more as a. Yeah, as a podium finisher throughout the year. Hell yeah. No. Try to get first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Oh yeah. I do want to say, I, 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 I am super excited uh, before we go. go I, I, I want to throw it out there that I am excited that we're having a um, Carnegie event coming back. Um, just got announced, you know, April 2nd, 3rd, uh, opening a moto climb super series round. And, um, Hill Climbs at Carnegie is where I grew up. It's where Woo! my passion is. The, the local following there is, yeah, yeah, the, the, the following there is huge. Um, and, and we're stoked. Me and Logan, as soon as we saw it, you know, we texted each other. And we're like, let's go fast. You know, we can't wait. So um, just stoked for that. And, um, yeah, going to just keep riding and keep having fun and um, come out swinging. Nice. Hell yeah, Joe. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks. All right, bring a bunch of them West Coast boys and come east for a couple rounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll work that. Yep. All right, <laughs> all right, yep, all yep. right. Later on, Joe. Later, Joe. Guys. That was fun. You know, I missed a good bit of it. Oh man. Yeah, sorry to the people uh, listening with the delay. That was pretty brutal, but we'll get through yeah. that. It's it's beyond us with uh, service being one end of yeah. the country to the other. It's it's tough, but. At least we got to yeah, talk to Joe and his, uh, got through it. Yeah, I think it might have something to do with his uh, internet service out there in nowhere, California. Yeah. You know, it's like I just felt bad that I couldn't get – I wanted to get, like, right into him talking because, like, his attitude – and, I mean, this is just – I don't know him that well. I, I race with him a bunch or whatever. But, like, I just love being around him. And I, I've, he's always so positive. And I just remember at the Big Hill Jam, I'm – you know, I just keep to myself. I don't freaking talk to anybody. I just, I'm always working on something or flipping, just looking at the hill, you know. But I remember I was standing there next to Logan and Joe was talking to Logan or whatever and he walked away. There's just like a big crowd of people down there waiting for something to go on or whatever. And I just glanced over and I'm watching Joe and I swear like every goddamn person in the crowd 
would come up and talk to him or he's sharing drinks or what have you with other people. And I'm just like, that dude's just got the life, you know, just like, he's just happy to be there. Just everybody's bud. You know, it's like, God dang it. I just love that. You know, just, I don't know if that's a Cali thing or what, but man, I just love his attitude towards people in life, you know? Yeah. We've had some good times at the races together. He's, he's fun. Not to mention he just fripping rips a damn bike. I mean, good God. He just, Ass off the back fender, just pulling for everything he's got. I mean, God, did yeah. he just go? Yeah, I remember <laughs> the first year of Bay City Moto Climb. He tire tapped that middle gap so sick. I got the footage, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, he he rides, man. And he rides uh, a lot of different places too. You know, like that's what I was trying to kind of get out of him. You know, like I watched him. You know, he's obviously in California and runs you know, the Naha stuff, but then with Moto Climb, he was in the Midwest and I uh, just, it'd be pretty fun if him and Logan Mead could creep over to the East a little bit. And, you know, now Logan can ride his open bike in the twins class for yeah. AMA. So all Joe's got to do is find one to, from somebody to borrow for the twins class, you know, and he'd, he'd be able to rip all three classes. That'd be kind of cool if those guys came over. Yeah, they would. I think they would both do really well over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the AMA side of things, for sure. Yeah, the two Definitely. of them are two of the top five, you know, current hill climbers coast to coast probably. You know, it's like they're going to do good wherever they go, even if they never rode there before. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It'd be fun. Always have more Always have more competition at the events and it doesn't really throw things into the regular works a little bit. Yeah. Yep. As of right now, Logan would have the biggest twin in that class too yep yeah as far as we know of i mean there could be people building stuff that we don't even know of or whatever yeah but i think that ruling came out a little too late for people to get on board with building something ready for that but yeah probably but i do know i think there's going to be at least one or two new twins on the series for sure this year yep so that's exciting i don't i don't know exactly what or who but i know that there's stuff in the works out there. I like seeing new bikes come in. Yeah. That's it'd be good. Inter- be interesting to see what the potential of that class is, you know, like how many bikes they can really get to, to be, to run the entire series. That's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we got on some, some rule changes and stuff last week with Rob and a, uh, we're going to dive in here. It's something that we can uh, debate a little bit here for the uh, Team Peterson into the Nitro Jug. Nice. This is not really a question. It was more of a comment that was up on the Hill Climbers Only page from the one and only Rocket Ricky. Ooh, Rocket Man. The Rocket Man. <laughs> he proposed and he said, why don't we just have a super singles class? Do away the 450, and it's an open singles class where you can run an unlimited singles class open up to, well, whatever, as long as it's a single cylinder Hmm. with nitro, nitrous, turbos, whatever, and a single, and give, you know, the guys with the CR500s or the guys, single guys that are in amateur ranks a a place to go. So what is your guys' take on that? I mean, my take is, is, you know, when it comes to dirt bikes, that 450 platform is in every racing discipline. And, 
You know, it's like, it depends on what you want out of the sport. You know, if you're trying to get and coerce sponsors and people to give you money, you need to have a broad band appeal. And if a guy goes out and buys a brand new CRF 450 and he sees it on a hill, he's like, that's my flipping bike right there. Even though it has nothing to do with what he just bought. Mm-hmm. They just like that, that aspect of it. Yeah. Do I think a super singles class would be cool? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be freaking sweet. We just <laughs> talked to a guy that rode that KTM 612. It's like, that was damn near yeah. 10 years ago. It's like the technology we have now. Oh, balls. There could be some oh. really cool. Nathan Garendale's got uh, Logan Mead's old open bike that's a single on just a NOS, and that thing rips. And it's like you could have yeah. some super fun bikes. But yeah, you know, I think that I think the motivation of AMA is to try to bring in sponsors and mainstream so much appeal. You know, yep. so I, I think that they'd have a it'd be a hard sell to get rid of that class. Yeah, you know? yeah, and we already I know got one time that was something. You already got the premier class, which is kind of a run what you brung as long as it's motorcycle yeah. cases, like Rob said, you know. Um yeah. I'm not uh I'm not hating on the idea one whatsoever. I just don't know, like you said, from an AMA standpoint, does it make sense for them to do it? Um and do you add a fourth class then to do it? I doubt it. Yeah. I, we don't have the time to run a fourth exactly. class in there with, with Vertacross and everything like that. With and that'd be the other thing to throw in there with Vertacross. If you eliminate a four fifty class, then you don't have any Vertacross bikes. Yeah, and it just loses that manufacturer appeal, the stock bike. Yep. you know, and people like to see yeah. the the hodgepodge things people can come up with at the hill. You know, that's what fans love to see, and I get I, I get that, I, yeah. but it's also. I, Right. I will say with, uh, what was the guy's name that asked the question, Cowboy? Oh, Rocky. Ricky. Ricky. Rocket. Rocket Rocky man, Ricky. Ricky Hopkins. I will say that for that style of bike, it is, and I unfortunately don't have a bike that qualifies for it, but my one of my favorite classes to watch in any race that I go to is the 301 to 600 Pro Altered in Rockwell. And that, you have to run knobby tire, it's 66 inches axle to axle or less, and it's 600 cc's to, I think, a 301 cc or something like that. When you can't run a 450 in it, you have to run – it can't be a 450-based bike. You could run a you know, 500 chassis, which a lot of people do. Some people ride inline 600s in it, but it's 66 inches. You're really short, but it is the most – uh, I mean, you don't win that class without being the most talented guy there that day. And it's epic to watch because the really, really good guys, now you're taking and you're narrowing the field. You're all on the same f- fuel. You can't run nitrous. You can't run um, nitromethane. You can only run race fuel. And, man, is it good racing. Oh, my gosh. And it's uh, Logan Sapala and Jake Anstett. Those two guys, they go head-to-head in that class. It's epic. Cause it's you're shaving hairs and it's rough ass hills, you know, and everything, but it's just fun as hell to watch that. Yeah. So there's, there's a class out there in a series for you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would highly suggest going and ripping it. Cause it's one of the funnest classes to watch. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to, I'm going to, well, kind of on topic, but jump off topic here. We said about in the, uh, the rules in the premier, in the premier class are, it has to be a motorcycle based engine. 
but boss hosses are motorcycles, but how does that work? <laughs> I mean, if you I mean, could... That, that's your style, cowboy. I mean, I, I'll, I'll suit up a V8 and take it up. I mean, it, it's... That's, they're a motorcycle. That's not a very rider-friendly machine, and I would love to see someone <laughs> compete on one of those. I just, I don't see that going well. Cowboy, you no. could single, single-handedly make all the hill crew at Freemansburg retire if you pull up to the line <laughs> on a boss hoss. They, they might, they might just all throw their shirts in and, and say, "I'm not taking it off the hill." Nope. I, I don't know if you'd have to. I think it would. Le- you'd leave off that jump, and you wouldn't come back down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, balls! Matt Luna at into the fucking woods. Oh god, oh, man. I couldn't imagine yeah, riding a V8. Uh, oh, that'd be heavy. I know. I thought of. I thought about putting one of the uh, building the Triumph Rocket Three, but I'm like, man, that's a heavy fucking bike. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I was in a little river town by us, Prescott. We were down having a beer. At a, there's like a, it's like a kind of a bike bar or whatever, and a bunch of bikes were coming through. I don't know if it was a flood run or what. And a bunch of those boss hosses come in, and the guy leading. It's the huge letters on his windshield. It just says size matters. He must have been about he must have been about five four or five six, something like that, or whatever. Comes in, does a big huge burnout, and he's got one of those tires that like all the smoke's red and shit that's coming off of it. I never laughed so that hard in my life. I'm like, you're ballsy. If you that's what you're running around, you got size matters on the flip of the windshield. You're boss i suppose uh, he he was he was compensating for something (laughs) (laughs) i suppose joel you weren't watching supercross but there was a commercial on during supercross for the new uh habusa no god is that thing uglier and shit i'm sorry but (laughs) it always was god oh man but it's like different whole different come on it's 2022 that thing looks like a gold wing yeah, <laughs> their their clientele must just be people that want to go 200 miles an hour. That must just be their whole clientele. Yeah, huh? it is. Well, no one keeps them stock. You buy them, you stretch them out, and they make them for track use only. You know, they're going down the strip because you can't turn the fucking things. They too wide. Before I met Kirk, I was trying to find somebody to dyno tune my bikes, and I met a guy up in the cities. And that's what he was into is shit like that. And I went into his shop and I'm like, dear God. I mean, the bi- the money that they put into those flipping bikes, holy crap. I, it's just nuts. I, I, that's a whole different culture I'm not aware of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even get, you watch the movie. Watch Biker Boys and you'll get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that does you right into that culture. Mm. Oh, well, boys. How about you? I think I've had enough fun for the night, enough alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have any. I thought I had something else, but I think I just, I brain farted. Oh, well, what the hell? Yeah. We get a preview yeah. next week? Yeah, next preview week. of next week. Well, who we have? I think we were going to try and line up. Matt Musgrove and Travis Whitlock for next week. So they're maybes right now because we yeah, don't got maybes we don't, right that, now. That's what we're looking. That's what we're looking yeah, for. We're looking yeah, that'd be a banger of a show. Holy balls! Yeah, yeah it would be. One. We get the uh, lowdown on Naha and Moto Climb. So absolutely, be pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to just clear something up too with the discussion last week. Uh, we were talking about 
why you can't run your twin bike in the premier class, yada, yada. And I think yeah, the way we were wording it, there might be some confusion where you can still run a twin bike in the premier class. You just can't run the same bike in both classes. Yeah. I was just, well, I think Rob kind of got cut out last week too. And he was explaining yeah. that. So I don't think we yeah. got all of, all of his explanation. Yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. Cause I think the way we were talking about it may, may have left some people confused. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, you can still run a twin in the premier class. Just can't be the same twin that you're right in the twins yeah. class. Yeah. Just wanted to clear that up. They basically changed that rule because I don't think you've ever been able to skip bike or share no. a bike in classes. No. And they just amended nope. that because it was a new class. Yeah. And they wanted to help people. He was kinda... waiting to see the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It was for a rider turnout to get people that maybe had a twin but didn't have something for the open class that they could come yeah. experience the show and, and compete and run two classes with their one bike. Yeah, and I mean, most of the guys that are running points, except for maybe Jay, and um, I don't know if he's going to build a twins bike or not, but most of them have built one or are in the process of it, you know, so. And, yeah. you know, like Masons, I saw them ride theirs quite a bit. So I think that yeah. they're kind of liking that, you know, I'm sure just, God, those bikes have so much maintenance and so much can happen. It's it's just nice to walk over to a bike and hit the button and she freaking goes, <laughs> yeah. you know. And yeah. That one at Jack's, like that that thing runs. It's just they just need they just need some time to kind of work the bugs out on it and make it put power how they want it. And that's that's where some of us had an advantage because we've been riding that bike for so many years. Yeah. Yep. You know, or or you know, or somebody that we know knows how to do it, you know. So they're gonna get it figured out. Phil and Jack and all those guys—they're they're gonna yeah. figure them out. They'll figure it out. It just takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody's trying to figure it out. They'll get it figured out, and it'll be an even more competitive class than it already is. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No. It's only gonna. I get mean, bigger. any of the three. Yeah, any of the three classes that have an AMA side. You, you can't pick who's gonna win from week to week. No. It honestly, I, it's so competitive. I, it. We could have a different winner every race. I mean, I I feel bad saying things like this because I'm not gonna do it. But yeah, I just. I really hope like Josh builds some just ginormous effing Harley for the twins class now that it's unlimited because the fans he would uh, the people that would just go nuts for that. Oh man, the I mean, Harley God, crowd would so love it. So many bikes there, and they would just love. And there's hills that that would be really really competitive to have. At, yeah, you know. Yeah, White Rose and Devils. Like if you just had a ginormous ass Harley. That thing is gonna be super damn competitive, yep. yeah. Because it's like they just pull so damn hard. Yep. You know, I can't wait. And with the drag, I can't wait for someone to pull the trigger on buying the goddamn that new Harley motor. Pan American. Yeah, the Pan American. The Pan American. God. <laughs> oh man, that would be, be that would cool. be nice. They had the Sportster version of it at our local dealership. I was checking out the other day, and god damn, it'd just be so fun to buy that and just just for the motor. <laughs> what would be really cool is if Harley wanted to sell a whole bunch of them and they said, Hey, we're going to give you, maybe they call Josh and say, Hey, we got a deal. We'll, we'll give you all the parts. Why don't you just build it? And then we'll yeah. sell a bunch yeah. of them. Cause when they're kicking ass, yeah. with it, that'd be pretty well, that's cool. That's basically that what cool. Indian did with John. Not right. that they're, yeah. they're building them, but they, they supplied them with all the tools they needed to build it. Great. And but they so had, cool. and then, Indian that that they had people. I had to grab fans' phones and go take <laughs> yeah. pictures of that yeah. Indian 
the devils <laughs> because that's they're all excited yeah. to see it. So it it works. It's just we just got to get more exposure. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, no. I I definitely be cool to see a, a Pan America out there. Yeah, and I know nicely. the computer system that's on it. It'd be it'd be a nightmare for whoever had to rewire that sucker. Oh, right. and you know, nothing like, for Kurt for Mueller. Me, and then for me i mean come on ktm let's go here if we're gonna have we're gonna have freaking uh manufacturers supporting people just ktm take 0.002 percent of your dakar budget (laughs) throw it at hill climb and and guess what you're gonna you're gonna have a hell of a team it's gonna be badass i don't don't know what that flipping dakar team costs you but it's it's many zeros you know it's like we will (laughs) We will give you more exposure. We're going to do crazy shit too. You know? Joel, I think you need to put in an application over a Team Peterson if you want that so bad because I think they're the yeah. closest thing to a KTM yeah. supported yeah, team talk, there. Talk to Kerry. He's got, he's got the ends in there. I mean, he goes in and picks a race motor off their wall. <laughs> right. If I sent an application into Team Peterson, I'd be lucky if he got through half of the first sentence before he made it into <laughs> yeah. ass wipe or toilet or, or he crumpled it up and threw it in the garbage can. <laughs> and I don't blame him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now, nah, but we do want to see some more manufacturers come in and and rip it up with Buell and Indian and bring in some more factory efforts into twins in the premier class yeah i don't and even know like, what's left and the 450 class just pull just in, talking man. like with nate today and just like dr bob and just like having those teams like that and giving rides to riders and giving them that opportunity you know it's like maybe nate and rob would have had that same experience by themselves but i, I don't you know it would have been way harder and it's like Ew. plus if you really love the racing and you're just not able to ride it, you're like maybe Bob, I don't know, you know, whatever the circumstances were or whatever. But how cool is that? He got to be in racing for all those years. Yeah. Have those. He's winning. He's got really good riders. He's got really good teams. It's like I, that's just that's so fun. But it just takes so much effort, you know. And if, yeah. if we just had a little oh. bit of factory support, it would be that much easier for people to do it, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and with all the success that Doctor Bob had, he did have some factory help but they gave him parts and motors and stuff like that he didn't get cash but he got help on on that end to keep the bikes running right and i mean i just think like if you could really get the ear of let's just say the dream scenario where let's say they hit up a top five rider like we've talked to and ktm wants to offer them when you really look at like what the parts part costs we don't even need the the newest of the new all the stuff that they're sending to rest for their motors yeah. that's all we're asking for we don't we don't need the the r&d team to make special things we already know what we want and it's not gonna you're basically things that you know you're done using you could send them here we'll build a team that's unbelievable and now yep. with social media and with colby's company and sip snaps and all these the edits that are coming out of these are flipping ridiculous and it shows yeah. the raw power of your power plants it, like mm-hmm. like nothing else you know yeah. It's like, that's what's exciting or should be for those, these people. I mean, the Buell, the, the owner of Buell, I mean, how exciting is that? Oh, is he, just, he just, he's loving it. I, yeah. I mean, but that guy loves racing. And when he, he can see the potential of what that motor is capable of doing, you know, it, it shows it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. Oh. Totally. We need more of that. We yeah. need we need more more manufacturers. Everybody just jump on board, man. 
Let's go. Let's Come go. In, support some riders. We'll grow this thing. When we were out coyote hunting, my buddy and I that went with me, we bought three Powerball tickets. So all it takes is those numbers to line up, and we got factory support for somebody. You know, I'm, gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to start right. building shit. That's what I say, too. <laughs> Oh, I'm starting no. a team tomorrow oh. if I win that lottery. I tell you what, <laughs> that was that was always my goal: start a team. Yeah, Nate Preeb thinks it's cool that he's going to be flying to races. Wait till I send him in, in a helicopter and we land at the bottom of the hill when we get up. That's going to be effing cool. <laughs> the flying El Camino. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I was at a race yeah. back in the early 2000s that. Not a, an active rider didn't fly in, but like one of the old timers flew in on a helicopter and landed it in the crowd. Damn, that's cool. To to watch the race. Wow. Yeah. The crappy part is if I do it, it's gonna be all rednecks. So when I open the door, a bunch of beer cans are gonna fly out of the helicopter. <laughs> that's all that people wrong will see. Oh, that's classy. That's <laughs> yeah, that's classy. <laughs> As Jamie would say, that's hot. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I love how Jamie oh. stole his lingo from Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel like the Jamie timer's been off. We probably should have him sneak in. Yeah. Next episode. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, who knows what the hell he's done since we talked to him. Oh, well, yeah. He, I think we got to catch he up. He said he him. wanted to come on with uh, Travis Whitlock, so I think we'll make that Perfect. happen. Yep. And then yeah. a little, we'll, little we'll banquet preview. Yes, yeah, sir. Yep. Not this weekend, but next weekend. We got that coming up. I'm looking yep. forward to that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I really wish I could make it work out to get out there. I haven't been to a banquet in years. Yeah. I'll be get there. Out, You'll out. be there in spirit, Cowboy. Maybe I'll get a picture of you. I'll have it sitting by. Yeah, you, yeah. you can watch the live feed. Oh, yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch the live feed, but it's not the same. Mail us a, a big head cardboard cutout of yourself. <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll set you up on the podium <laughs> get, get one of them fat heads yeah. fat head yeah <laughs> oh, all right guys well we should thank some sponsors here real quick before we bail out of here so right. uh again we just got to thank red racing for coming in and being our title sponsor this year uh thanks a lot clint you guys rock uh nitro 20 at ruddedracing.com will get you 20% off of all their cool stuff they got to offer. I mean, Joel, you can say with confidence that. Oh, it's it's the most comfortable gear you'll ever have. There you have. go. And you're going to be so impressed with just everything that goes into them. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm so excited. I got some new stuff sitting in a box. I can't yeah. wait to go riding. It's, if just, you, it's, it's the best stuff. I've if ever you had. thought Logan and Joel looked good last year, wait till you see what he's got cooking up now. I seen some, I oh, seen yeah. some sneak peeks and it's looking sick. His casual stuff is cool too. Yeah. Those, the shorts that he's sure. got. Oh God, they're so yeah. comfortable, man. That's such that's a really cool good. company. Then yeah. we got lace belt co, uh, lace belt.com use uh discount code nitro for 15 percent off anything off uh lacebelt.com black diamond mx.com use discount code nitro mud 15 for 15 percent off everything he's got to offer and got another great company such cool stuff yeah. he's cooking up over yeah. there and his podcast out uh rough cuts check that out mm -hmm. uh, that's good js5 extensions Again, if you win out of our group, the fantasy t 
group, you get a sick set of extensions on your bike there. That's going to be cool. Oh, man. That could cool. be cool. If you if you win the bike, not if you just win our Yeah. Our, 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 you got to win, win the win overall. overall. Yes, yeah, yes. You win the overall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Team Peterson. They came in huge for us thank this you. year. Uh, couldn't do it without those guys. Uh, Carrie, you rock. Brett, Robbie, you guys all rock. Mueller Motorsports. Uh, what can you say about that? I mean, how? God dang. He makes he, he makes a freaking bathtub go fast. <laughs> I mean, he's got yeah. his uh, Jay Middlestead just won the Eagle River uh, race up there. And I think Kirk did the suspension and stuff on the on that snowmobile. It's like I called him. I'm like, what the flip? Now you're snowmobile. He's like, ah, you know, I, did, I didn't do the motor in that. That's a stock motor. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I, he's got his hands in everything. Yeah. I just. I can't believe all the stuff he does. And then, uh, of course, Josh Hill's open bike doing burnouts this weekend at in Oakland. He had, you know, he had a part in that. So that's awesome. Super cool. We got a bunch of great sponsors on board this year, and thank you guys so much. Yeah, we do. Thank you. Yes, guys. we do. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So now that Nate won a lace belt for the fantasy, does he get to say his lace crew now? Is that all that? Because he's <laughs> technically got a. Well, a little bit of a help from him. Is that how that I works? got a sticker pack of the Lace Crew stickers that say for members only on it. So I don't know if I'm in charge of handing those out or what, I guess. I mean, I feel safe to say that I feel like Joseph yeah. would want Nathan as part of the Lace Crew. Exactly. Now, if it was someone like Cowboy or me that won, he might say, like, <laughs> let's just gloss over that fact. But Yeah. <laughs> 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 I take yeah. an awful big shoestring to get around my waist. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hear a couple. Hey, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have to put two of them together. Nah, they're one size fits all. They'll fit you. Okay, they'll fit you. Uh. So yeah, I got a I got a box full of those sitting right next to me. So let's get it. Let's do it. Man. All right. Good times. All right, boys. Been a trip, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. For myself, the Cowboy, Colby, and Joel, Till next week, peace out, peace. guys. Peace. Thank you.